Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this show where we come talk all things movies. This is the story that passed. Yeah, it's the show where we come and talk all things movies, television, streaming, all that good stuff. And this week, uh, you know, we were talking after our last show, and we realized we have yet to do a baseball movie. Yeah, I mean, kind of crazy. 110 plus episodes, and we've never tackled a baseball movie. Never so, yeah, what better movie. time? Yeah, so, uh, you know, summer's winding down. We decided to talk about the great summer in American pastime baseball and you guys decided to give us 1993's the sandlot which we'll get to later uh for right now we have our usual segments first of which is our weekly trailer talk we have a lot of stuff to talk about today uh first of which is an 11th hour miss on the last on the last episode would have would have been on the last show if we didn't if we record like a day later yeah uh, ghostbusters after all we finally got a new trailer to ghostbusters afterlife felt like forever since that first one in which in Man, I got tired of watching that trailer, that first one. <laughs> yeah, in reality, it probably, it probably was a really long time. So, yeah, uh, yeah this is the uh, sequel to the original two Ghostbusters, um, directed by Jason Reitman, of course, son of Ivan Reitman, who did, who did direct the first two Ghostbusters. And this is about um, uh, this is about a, you know, a family who goes into their, you know, they're, they're out of money. The only thing they have left is this house left to them. Uh, basically confirmed in this trailer that this is the descendants of Egon, his daughter and his grandkids. Uh, but then, you know, some, you know, as you would expect in a ghost, movie, some, some, some ghosting stuff happens. Uh, <laughs> it's happening. This is, this one is far more obvious with the tie in the original than the original trailer. Uh, you know, you get, you get little stay puffs. You get, uh, you know, we see the old commercial Annie Potts makes an appearance in this trailer. Didn't think she'd be oh, the yeah. first person we'd, we'd see in this Janine in the house. Janine in the house. And, uh, yeah, we do get a cameo from one of the originals at the end of the trailer. Uh, uh, gee, yep. Yep. Uh, I think it was, it was, it's, it's accurate, right? I'm pretty sure it's accurate. I'm pretty sure it's accurate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Russell, you know, you're, you're, the ghost, you're the Bear Ghostbusters fan here. I know it's one of your favorite movies. <laughs> uh, what do, you, what yeah. do you think of the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife? On board, man. I, I like the you know the action scenes, obviously that we've already seen, but I like the tie-in. I obviously kind of already seen them playing, you know, going towards the Egon because I mean she looked exactly like Egon. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm I'm on board. I think uh, Jason Raymond's going to do a good job uh, following his father's footsteps. Uh, I'd be interested to see what happens and how they tie that in with the old. But a lot of a lot of nostalgic, even the you know like even like how you said the commercial, you know. Uh, with the, the original three before they obviously got Winston, but um, it looks, it looks good. I'm on board. I, I really am. Uh, I was looking forward to this, you know, obviously before COVID and then when they pushed it back, uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really uh, great and just kind of looking forward to get some more ghostbusters, you know? Yeah. It looks like a big shift from the original, which I mean, yeah, we're going from ghost busting in New York city to ghost busting in like a town that's two blocks, which is fine. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, and that's that's the thing that's kind of. Uh, how do you get that? You know, how do you get it to feel like that? Because you know, New York City was such a big backbone that was the the heartbeat of the first two Ghostbusters films. How do you replicate this in the third one without with, with taking the heart out of it? Kind of, you know what I mean? So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how uh, Jason Reitman sets this up. Yeah, no, again, I, Jason Reitman's a uh, he's a, he's a great great filmmaker, arguably a better filmmaker than his own dad. So yeah. I think that if anyone's going, I think if anyone's like you know, equipped to handle this, it's going to be Jason Reitman. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, set for a release on November 11th, 2021. Kind of missing the boat a little bit. Yeah, I I, I would have obviously pegged this more of a summer release, but okay. Summer, even around Halloween, but Thanksgiving yeah. too. 
I guess. Yeah, turkey and uh, fighting ghosts. Fighting why ghosts. not? There we go. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, next show we're talking about is for Lamb. So <laughs> Lamb is a, an upcoming A24 film. This is so weird. Like, looking like the, the farm animal cinematic universe. You got first cow, you got pig, and now we got lamb. Yeah, you have walrus with tusk. Well, yeah, walrus. I mean, technically, if you're really going to go, you know, that route too. Uh, yeah, but it's about a couple uh, in Iceland that find themselves, uh, you know, uh, they find themselves in this weird predicament involving this lamb farm that they're out there looking at. They're you know looking after. Uh, the fil- it's, a, it's a foreign film. It's in it's in Icelandic. Uh, stars Numi Rapace, who is a Swedish actress. Uh, yeah, odd. She's Swedish. She's not Icelandic, so I don't know why. <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's like the language she knows. But uh, I, I had a hard time grasping this trailer. If I'm being honest, like it's, it seemed like yeah. you know, like it's like okay, it's gonna be the witch ass. Like oh no, this is a, this is a you know up a, uplifting you know a fun thing, you know like a, you know a lighthearted movie. And no, it gets dark again. Yeah. I'm very confused, but I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. I honestly am. I am too. Like you think you follow it until you hear "God Only Knows" yeah. by uh, the Beach Boys, and then you're like, "What the hell's going on?" You know. Got, but then it shifts um, to like a more yeah. like operatic "God Only Knows." Yeah, I mean it, the the whole shift and the whole vibe that A24 is putting off on this. But yeah, I mean, call me crazy. A24 just, I mean, man, I'm yeah, I'm intrigued. So yeah, you, you got my attention. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what the hell this movie's about. So yeah, sure. Very few studios build my entry like A24 does. So, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. A24 could literally film shit floating in a toilet, and they would make it interesting, and I would want to watch it. So, uh, I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they made the Adam Sandler, the Gems movie work, so why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy what they do as a, uh, or, you know, as a film company. I'm, I'm, I'm down, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Lamb is set for a release on, uh, oh, a b- birthday release for me, October 8th, 2021. There you go. Uh, next show we're talking about is for The Card Counter. So The Card Counter is the latest film from uh, director, writer-director Paul Schrader. He's the guy who wrote Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, tons of great movies. Uh, this is a uh, crime drama about an ex-military interrogator turned gambler uh, who's you know, basically being like tormented by his past decisions. Uh, Oscar Isaac stars as the main has the main guy. He also features a cast that includes Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan, and Willem Dafoe. I was a massive fan of Paul Schrader's last film, *Virtue Reform*, which is excellent. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I think it's on. I think it's on Prime. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's on Prime. Um, but yeah, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for *The Card Counter*? I liked it. I mean, I, I like the vibe they're going for. Obviously, Oscar Isaac is a really great actor. Um, Kind of interesting to see Tiffany Haddish in the mix, but uh, yeah, uh, Willem Dafoe. I mean, anything he does, I think, is is so is so damn good. In the last like, obviously his whole career, but man, last like twenty years, like he's constantly garnishing like Oscar nominees like no other. But uh, yeah, it looks good. Uh, I'm on board. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that uh, I think that it looks, looks fantastic. I, I was I was on board for the, another Paul Trader film before I even knew yeah. what it was about. So. Yeah, I did. I, I love Oscar Isaac as an actor. I think he's one of the most interesting pe- people working today in the business. So, yeah, definitely looking yeah. forward to this. It's set for a release on when is it? Uh, first of all, let me just say, first performed not on Netflix, which sucks because uh, I oh sorry, not on Prime, not on Prime anymore. It was, it used to be. It's not there anymore. They uh, pull stuff so fast, man. Like Prime, you never know what the hell you're gonna get. And they and they have no warning either, which sucks. But 
Uh, this no, is you check it and it says, oh, okay, we're, we're done, I guess. Yeah, this is set for release on uh, September 10th, 2021. Uh, a, near, a near birthday release for me. <laughs> uh, next show we're talking about is for uh, King Richard. So King Richard is a, an upcoming Will Smith film in which he plays the father, Richard Williams, of both Venus and Serena, the, you know, of course, world-famous tennis stars. Uh, it's basically going to be like that about how they came up and how they were really like, shaped by their father, which is actually, like, if you, talk, if you see them like, talk about it, it's actually like, a lot of what happened with their careers. Like, they, they do a lot to like, him and like, his influence on them. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for King Richard? I mean, I love uh, tennis movies. I like I like tennis in general. But uh, yeah, I'm on board. I, I really am. I think uh, Will Smith really looks like he's going to deliver like a almost a, like an Oscar worthy performance here. Um, obviously, Venus and Serena are probably you know two of the biggest you know names in uh, female tennis. You know, unless you're hiding under a rock. But yeah, I mean easily, especially Serena. I mean Serena has garnered you know more accolades in tennis than any other female superstar and male superstar actually because i think she has more grand slam titles than federer um but yeah i'm on board uh, i think it looks like a, you know a fantastic film and i, I kind of want to see a little bit more of the backstory of the williams sisters see how they got to where they got to you know what i mean i think you know it's kind of intriguing and interesting so yeah yeah uh so this is set for a release on yeah i mean they're obviously you know pushing this like this is gonna be like one of their big oscar movies for the for the year if it's good, yeah. which I think, which I think, it, I think it does look really good. I think I, I like Will Smith as an actor. I think that when he tries to stretch his dramatic chops, I think he's usually he's, actually not, usually he's always pretty good at it. So, oh yeah, I mean, Pursuit of Happiness. I mean, you know, you, you see what you can get with him. So yeah, yeah. This is set for release on November nineteenth, twenty twenty one. So prime, prime Oscar dates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, next trailer we're talking about is for. Another one that should be a big, a big uh, Oscar contender, House of Gucci. We talked about it last duel last week. This is Ridley Scott's other movie coming out in 2021. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a biopic uh, starring uh, Lady Gaga as uh, Patrizia Reggiani, uh, who was the ex-wife of Maurizio Gucci, uh, who was the head of Gucci, played by Adam Driver. Uh, also features uh, Jeremy. Look at look at the cast. You got. Jeremy Irons, Salma Hayek, yeah. Al Pacino, Jared Leto. Yeah, but Jared Leto looks unrecognizable, man. Yeah, I, I think I'll tell you the selling point is yeah. like Jared Leto in the movie, but I, can't, but I don't recognize him, so they're fine. No, he's he's pulling like a Colin Farrell, uh, you know, being the Penguin and the new Batman. Uh, but what do you, what do you think about the trailer for uh, House of Gucci? Looks really good. I'm I'm totally sold on it. Um, I was sold on it, obviously, just with Ridley Scott's name. But then you attach, you know, Gaga, who, you know, she's one for one in in, in, in you know her act, acting career. I mean, the Star is Born was fantastic. This looks like it's going to follow suit. Um, yeah, and, and even the you know the, the the breadth of you know actors and actresses that's you know uh, supporting the cast here. I mean, it, it looks fantastic. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be a prime, you know, Oscar Beatty film. And it looks like it's going to get some. You know, it's going to pull some nominations out of this film for sure. I'm curious. Uh, so the, these two movies coming out within like a month of each other. They have this. You have the last duel. Which one are you looking more forward to? Oh, I've, man, I'd probably say this one just because. Really? I don't know, man. The last duel looks really good too. I, I don't know. I would probably say this one just because it's more. I don't know. It's more modern, I guess I would say, than the last duel. But I mean, I'm not taking anything away from, you know, uh, really Scott. But uh, 
I mean, I would see both of them the same day. <laughs> but uh, I think a House of Gucci first. I think it has just a little bit more talent surrounding it, surrounding it if you're looking at it as a whole. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd go to the last duel. I think that, yeah, the period piece looks interesting. Uh, yeah. Like a, good, like a medieval-esque movie. Uh, yeah. You got Adam Driver in that one, too. You got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon writing a script, which they haven't done since 1997. Yeah. And, it's it's uh, tough, man. It's and no Jared Leto in that one, so that's that's the way. This 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 is true, but unrecognizable Jared Leto. So does that count? Yeah, no, it does count because you know he's good. He's good. <laughs> I tell you why. You tell you why he's gonna make a big fucking deal about how he like had like wore all kinds of prosthetics and like wore a fat suit and shit. You do not. You know it. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, who knows? But I mean, props to the uh, makeup crew on that because he looks pretty un- unrecognizable. Yeah, he's gonna be a pain in the ass on the on, <laughs> on the junkets for this film. At least he's playing a different character, not the Blade 2049 Morbius Joker-esque character that he's been playing. So yeah. we'll see. And yeah, House of Gucci set for release on November 24th, 2021. Okay, so this, this, one, this one's Universal. The other one was, I think the other one's Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the, oh, they're both Universal. Holy shit. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I, was looking at, I was looking at House of Gucci again. Hold on. Last Duel. Yes, Last Duel was 20th Century, so... It's crazy, and, and Ridley's pushing almost like in his 90s. That's crazy. Ridley Scott is 83 years old. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, he's, all, he's halfway to 90, but still, man, he's still pushing it out. Crazy. He's still managing to put out two movies. Well, it's funny. I think I think the, the, the few... Like, he's had three three years where he's released two movies in a single year. Uh, two of them have happened when he's been past 75. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty much like, I would say him and Clint Eastwood are the only two that I can really think of past that age that they're still putting out, you know what I mean, like that. I mean, Spielberg's got to be close, right? How old is he? Spielberg are going to be in his 70s. I mean, I, I oh, think Oh, yeah, he, no, I, wow, Ridley Scott's got 10 years on. That's surprising. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how old is uh, Spielberg? Is Spielberg? Seven, Spielberg's 74. Oh, okay, yeah. I, and then Clint Eastwood got 20 years on, well, Clint Eastwood got... Almost twenty on uh, Spielberg, because he's in his he's in his what ninety ninety three ninety two ish. Spielberg is uh, Eastwood's over ninety. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's great though. I mean, they're continuing to work and putting out you know such you know great content and stuff like that's awesome. So, you know. Yeah, uh, Spielberg's ninety one. Spielberg. Eastwood's ninety one. That's crazy, man. It's sad. It's going to be like. We'll be talking about it soon, sometime down the road, you know, by Clint Eastwood. And I mean, just, you know, somebody's like, we're losing, like, kind of what I think we talked about this before, like with Pacino, De Niro, and all those guys. Like, as, as you know, we see all those legends of uh, yesterday, like getting older, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that, yeah. 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 But until then, uh, yeah, either way, House of Gucci looks fantastic. Can't wait to see it. Uh, Absolutely. And last year we're talking about today, I mean, could have ended on prestige, but this, this one decided to, uh, you know, Rear its head, so we got to bring this one. <laughs> Venom like we just 2. talked about this. <laughs> Venom Two, let there be carnage. Uh, we have it is another trailer for the Venom sequel. Uh, again, this one in which he is facing off a uh, career career killer, uh, serial killer, Cletus Cassidy, played by uh, played by Woody Harrelson, who comes who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage. And you know they're gonna they're gonna have a whole rivalry where they fight Naomi Harris and they're doing stuff. I guess. Uh, first of all, I'm just saying this. Uh, I'm convinced that Spider-Man No Way Home does not exist. I'm convinced <laughs> they took that money, like through some elaborate party, through some elaborate Ponzi scheme. 
that movie just does not exist because there's no excuse for not being not having like any. We haven't seen any footage from this film, so I honestly yeah. think there's a good chance it might not even come out this year. Yeah, which is crazy. You think because a lot of people are talking about it, and it's like, yeah, it's people are talking about it. Excited for it, but like we've seen. We have seen nothing from this movie, so I'm like, I, I don't even know if it's going to come out this December. I honestly don't think it's going to make it. I don't either. I mean, you have, what, literally, like, four months. You know, it's crazy. You haven't even had a teaser trailer yet for it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, we've had... We've had four months. Or, sorry, movie comes out in four months. It comes out, and then it's supposed to come out in December. We've seen nothing. We've seen, we haven't seen a second of this film. This is crazy, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so... Regardless, we're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Venom too, and yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, yeah, looks looks uh, interesting, like the first one. You know, I mean, the first one wasn't interesting. It, it, it looks like the first one was uh, not giving yeah. me a lot of help because I wasn't really a big fan of the first one. But we reviewed that forever ago. We did. That was one of that was our, one of our season one episodes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no. That's I think when it comes to Venom, like I, like the. There's only so much you can do that you don't have Spider-Man. There's only so much. Yeah, I mean, you obviously think of them as synonymous. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy that you know you have this you know this whole world and you haven't really weaved the character into it. So it's kind of I wonder what they're gonna do. I, I mean, I would imagine they try to weave him in there somehow, setting up a third film. I, w- I would assume. We saw Daily Bugle. We saw Daily Bugle make a, make a cameo. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm guessing we have at least a, a cameo of Spider-Man in this movie somehow. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We know Michael. We know Michael Keaton's gonna do his thing in the uh, Morbius vampire movie. Oh yeah, starring Jared Leto. Thank, thank you, thank you, Jared. <laughs> Guess you were curious, sir. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what, we'll see what's happening there. But either way, if, you, if you're into Venom, i.e., our boy Jake Marangoni, if you're really down with this shit, uh, comes out <laughs> next month, September. It's, wow, it's crazy things work because we're so close. Is this right now? September twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. That's when it comes out. That's next month. Yeah, we're gonna be in football here in a couple weeks. This is uh, this is crazy stuff. Summer, the the dog days of summer are uh, rolling by here. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it for trailer talk. Yeah, which means we now move on to notorious news. Uh, first thing we gotta get some sports stories out of the way. Uh, first of which, uh, we gotta <laughs> it gotta pour it out for all the Indianapolis fans out there. Uh, oh my lord! Yeah, the Colts fans. Whew. Yeah, all the Colts fans. You had hope. We're, we're gonna do it. We we're in the playoffs. We we got a a quarterback. It's it's gonna be okay to to replace Philip Rivers. And yeah, <laughs> about <laughs> we, that. We got we got Carson Wentz. He's gonna be gonna be great. We're gonna put this team back on the map. And he's injured. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess Carson, like a five 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 to twelve weeks. I think. In, in in the you know recurring theme of Carson Wentz, he has been broken to bits. Uh, yeah, yeah, literally. Uh, he went. He went. He uh, broke his. He had a foot injury in practice, and he is undergoing surgery to fix it. He's expected to miss five to twelve weeks. Now I don't know. If that's I mean, five yeah. to twelve weeks from right now, or five to twelve weeks from the start of regular season. Yeah, they didn't specify if it's obviously five to twelve weeks into the season. I mean, that, that's a huge chunk. That's literally at least well over or close to half. You know, obviously half. So that's that's a huge. Uh, injury that uh, Indianapolis has given. But if it's, you know, how you said, if it's five to 12 weeks now from injury, you still come back within like the fourth or fifth fifth week. So it may not be as bad. So it just depends on, yeah, so you know, how fast that happens. So let's say it's from right now. Yeah. Uh, regular season starts September, the weekend of September 11th, right? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, September 11th, yeah, because, yes, uh, yeah. yeah, my birthday. Say, we, say oh, it's right now. Week of my birthday. Yeah. Uh, best case, say it's starting from right now. Best case scenario, Carson Wentz returns. Uh, best case scenario, he's back for week two. Now, worst case, case. scenario, worst case scenario, uh, you add seven that he's not back till week nine. Or you may just be folding in. I mean, just depending on how, how your record is, you may just be folding up shop, uh, hoping for uh, the 2022 season. You know. Yeah. Now, here's the, this, this does not bode well for Carson Wentz. Why? Uh-uh. Uh Because you look at his contract. He's only he was only signed for Indianapolis for a one year deal. I mean, it's money for him though, because I think what what was the uh, what was the uh, what did he sign for? Uh, he signed for. Let me see. What 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 is his contract? Let me see. Was it risk free for Indy? I think. Well, I mean, it was a win win for Indy because I think it was just a one year trial just to see how he was to see if they were gonna extend him or not. But I think I, I don't know. I don't know the. I forget the numbers. Yeah, the thing is, Carson Carson Wentz is, is a good quarterback. Problem is, he just he, he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that I mean, it's. It, You've so, seen it. You've seen yeah. it before with uh, what uh, Bradford, uh, Sam Bradford was another one who couldn't stay healthy. Uh, we've seen it, you know, time and time again, guys just couldn't get healthy. Uh, yeah. So it looks like yeah. So uh, the contract is four years, but it's void. But you know, he's, there's a potential out after the first year. Uh, okay. So this, the deal has to stand, but the concrete one is one year for fifteen million. Yeah. So I mean, it's a big chunk, but I mean, again. In the long-term aspect of it, I think it's 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 easier on the franchise. You know, they could just cut ties with him after the season. But I mean, what do you do? You can't just give him like a couple of weeks and say, "Here, you know, this guy was coming off of an injury play." You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, just, yeah. So, uh, fifty million guaranteed for that first year. But uh, there is uh, there is an, an option for them if they want to take it because. Houston has finally agreed to look into trading Deshaun Watson. Oh, we're, we're still on that when, when he was able to, when he was going to be a potential 49er. <laughs> He's going to be a potential, a potential everyone. Yeah, yeah, until you know, his past caught up with him. Yeah, until, uh, you, know, so, you know, sexual harassment caught up with him. Yeah, I mean, got to watch out for that. That stuff will get you. Now, let's be clear. Let's, let's just say it right now. The dude has not been convicted of anything yet. Yes. No, but but I think what Chance and I are saying is the water looks a little murky. Uh, looks, you know what nah, I mean? I, yeah, I think it, it looks it looks suspicious. It, it looks pretty bad. It does not look good. No, especially when good. more than one person's claiming this, it kind of looks. Uh, it it kind of paints you in a in a negative light. So I think that's kind of what we're rolling with on this. We're not you know obviously accusing or saying anything, but I think it, it kind of looks suspicious. Now Deshaun has now uh, they have announced. Houston has said they are willing to trade Deshaun. But it yeah. is going to come at a cost. That being, I mean, obviously, at least two first-round picks and Whew, at man. least two starting-caliber players. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I mean, that'd be a team that is desperate, who has the who has the cap space, or a team who just isn't desperate to have a quarterback. Which, because you look at it on paper, that's a fair deal because Deshaun Watson. Look, say what you'll about him off the field. He is a franchise yeah. QB. He is, but what are you giving up to get him? Is the thing. I mean, those two first round picks. I mean, that that's that's huge in any, you know, sense of the word. I think we joke around about the Rams and their first round picks or lack thereof. Um, you can only give away so many. I don't know. Then you have star caliber players that you want to get rid of. On top of it, what kind of players are you seeking? Um, this is a team that went to the playoffs. You know, was very close to 
you know, uh, to, to doing a little bit of damage. Like, uh, kind of play what? Didn't they play Pittsburgh? They played, no, they didn't play Pittsburgh. They played them in a regular season game, I'm thinking of. Um, but they, I mean, they show that they're, they, they could be contending in the mix with uh, that division with Tennessee. But um, I, I don't know. I, with It just depends. It depends on what, what the franchise wants to do. You know what I mean? If you take a year off, you have everybody that comes back, hopefully. You have a, a well-rested, uh, injury-free quarterback, hopefully. I don't know. That's that's a tough situation to be in. It it it, it really is. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that you also you also taking on the heat of being the guy who signed someone who's potentially a sexual harasser. And on top of it, what happens if he does get convicted, and you've signed him, and you've given the keys away to potential picks in the future, and on top of it, have unloaded some superstars to Houston. You know what I mean? So you got to be really. Really, you got to walk a fine line on that one. So I would just not—I would not be in the market of buying right now, just because you don't know what's going on. And I'd hate—I'd hate for an organization to spend. Like if I was that, if I was the owner, I would hate to unload that type of money with not knowing what the hell is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like what happens if he does get finds? You know, he gets found guilty during the season. You know what I mean? All that money and everything. I mean, you'd have to—I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, tough, tough one. Yes, yeah, so we'll definitely see. Uh, you know what can what can that if he if he even takes a snap, <laughs> yeah, uh, into in the year twenty twenty one, but someone who will be definitely taking a snap, and it's for the team that everyone wants. Packers fans rejoice, the NFC baby. NFC North fans shudder. Uh, Aaron Rodgers finally reported to training camp. Get out his pacifier! Oh my god. Uh, yes, Aaron Rodgers has decided to return to the Packers, uh, but yeah, there's there's a bit of a catch. Yeah. Uh, first of which, uh, the final, mainly in that the last year of his contract, which was supposed to be 2023, has been voided. So now he's only which clearly, yeah, he's out this who, year. Who's who? So he's not only contract to 2022, and he and again he has a potential out if he wants to take it after this season. Yeah, I mean, which obviously all signs point to him, his yes. exit for sure. All signs point to this being his last season as a Packer. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's such a crybaby. But yeah, I mean, I I can see a little bit of a thing, but they make so big dramatic, you know, uh, wham wham about this whole entire thing. Hey, like I will say, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. But no, I mean, when he's healthy, the guy can put up stats like no other. But he's, um, he's, very, but he's very rarely unhealthy. I can't really put no, Aaron on the bench. No, no, I, I, I mean, I think kind of just with like you know, even with you know Brett Favre and stuff like that, injuries and you still keep playing through it like an you know Iron Man esque you know player. I mean, I think you know Rogers has done that. Um, yeah, he does complain a little bit more about having a little bit of input in the team, but that's that's supposed to be that, Green Bay should have entitled that to him anyway. Do you know what I mean? That's all common no, like, sense stuff that I, like, you would have. I, I don't, I don't, dis- I don't think Aaron Rodgers was in the wrong in like what he's what he was doing with Green Bay. No. Because yeah, no, he, I I don't. But I think he was tired of carrying that team to relevance. He was yeah. really tired of carrying that team to relevance. No, and I get it. And like how he said, you know, there's a lot of players that they got rid of that were great locker room players. You know, you have your Clay Matthews. You have your um, uh, they had gotten rid of what Cobb, I think, too. Cobb is back. But he's gonna he's coming. But he's coming. But did he already resign? He, he signed already, back. He did already resign back. But Cobb is going to Yeah. And, uh, which was crazy because like he was such a huge target for uh, Rodgers. I don't know why the hell you would get rid of a receiver like that, especially with Adams and Cobb together. I think that'll pose a lot of threats for uh, the opposing defenses. But 
Overall, I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the guy I think should have that type of input. It's crazy that the franchise doesn't allow him to to have that, which is kind of crazy because he is the, you know, the your franchise. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. But um, they treated him a lot differently than they did Brett Favre. Let's put it like that. You know what I mean? You you see you can see the the um, the you know, the separation of how they treated uh, each quarterback. But uh, I get it. I'm just tired of hearing about it. <laughs> Hey, but you know we're done hearing about it because he's back. He's going to be returning to he's be returning in front of the year Packers football, and yeah. we'll see if they can actually get to the Super Bowl this time. Oh yeah, they have everything right there, except yeah, except, I mean, except the first time receiver. Yeah, I, I don't know. Their defense is just not uh, their defense isn't going to carry them. So I, I think it's it's a it's a moot point, but whatever. It's been crap for years. I don't understand it because you look no, at the last yeah. like ten years of drafts. Majority of the picks have gone to defense, and they're still not yeah. great. Well, you look back even like a little bit further. You know, you had AJ Hawk from Ohio State. You obviously had Clay Matthews. You had a lot of defense that they put in on on that team, and they just you know, AJ Hawk was there for a while. Then they just randomly got rid of him. Same thing with Clay Matthews. Like those were faces of the franchise defense, and they you know yeah, BJ BJ Raji was a big player. yeah Raji yeah, and they completely shot these guys out. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, again, Packers fans have fun. <laughs> This, this this could be your version of, of the last dance. This this is the last dance. Uh, yeah, did not go so well for the for the for the uh, Saints last year. But regardless, and uh, and the Saints are going to be without Michael Thomas. So that's going to hurt them too. Oh, that's right. They're looking to get rid of they're looking to get rid of Thomas. And we're gonna, we're going to segue into the Michael Thomas injury. I think. Uh yes. I think. How, how did he get hurt? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mike, yeah, Mike, Michael Thomas is. Like there'd been a lot of problems with Michael Thomas. First of all, his his you know his attitude's come into question a lot, especially last season. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, but I mean I I understand it because I guess you kind of see living in that what, what what's going on. But uh, yeah, definitely yeah. He apparently, he's not a great locker room guy. Saints were potentially looking to unload him, and now the injury uh, not looking good. Not looking good right now. Let's see what's 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 the, what's the status of that. That's a bad injury. I think he's going to be out for quite some time. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He went ankle. He went an- underwent ankle surgery. Yeah, that's going to be out for a while. He's going to be out for some time. Uh, yeah. Not not help. Also, not helping the fact that it's the Saints without Drew Brees. Yes, uh, you have literally nobody throwing to no Mike, nobody. No Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders <laughs> traded. Where did Emmanuel Sanders go? The Bills. Oh shit! That is right. I remember that. The potentially Austin Bills. Niners should have uh, Niners should have resigned him, man. I I thought that was a yeah, silly you, move you, on their you got, part. You got Ayuk. He's he's good. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm saying if you put you know put him in there too, man. I think uh, yeah, it's always good to have a couple you know weapons like that. Oh, but anyways, moving on to our regular news segment, our entertainment news section. First of which is, but Russell, have you, have you seen the Mighty Ducks game changers? I have not. No. Okay, I feel like you watch. Never mind. We're gonna skip that story. But you know, if you if you like that show, and you did watch it. The good news, they have been renewed for season two. I'm a hand, Handmaid's Tale. I'm a one episode away from completing season one. Nice. We're, we're doing the damn thing. Yeah. Right on. Fantastic show, by the way. Oh, incredible show. Oh, boy, I'm hooked. I'm absolutely hooked. So this'll that, that'll be done hopefully, so I'll catch up to that. Uh, next story, uh, speaking of uh, things that were delayed due to COVID, it's Russell is happening again, and, I was, and hilariously one of the movies it happened with before last year. 
Uh, Clifford has been pulled from I release. Dude, I saw that shit. My, my daughter's going to be pissed. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, due to the rising uh, COVID numbers, thank you, Delta, Delta variant, uh, uh, we have uh, Clifford has been pulled. Poor dog. Poor dog. He just wants to come out and do his do his murder where everyone. He just wants you. Yeah, he just wants you to love him. That's all. He just wants you to love him with your with your age music videos here. Make him grow the size of a house. <laughs> it's very freakishly scary. That's that's and that's that first trailer. Yeah, watch that first trailer. Go watch it. It's it's slightly horrifying. Dude, and I'm surprised nobody's got somebody's had to have mixed it with scary music to make it a horror film. I think it'd be fantastic. That lends itself completely to do that. Yeah. Let's see. Has anyone done the the the, the horror cut? They ha- you absolutely, you absolutely. This movie is is is, is saying, "Hey, do this." What the? Heck? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah it, it has been done. I've, is I've it? watched it, but I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna wa- I'm gonna watch it later. But yeah, uh, yeah so and it's crazy. I, I do wonder because Delta variants is going. It's ex- it's expanding. It's, it's a new it's a new strain of COVID. Uh, now, if you're vaccinated. Which is we're not our rate isn't super high. We have a good rate. It's not super high because there are a mm-hmm. lot of people who are, are you vaccinated, Russell? I am not. I know this is one of the ones that that is not. Um, to me, it was one of those things where just a personal choice. Um, you know, I talked to my doctor about it, and he just said, you know, honestly, uh, given your uh, you know your age, your health, and stuff like that, he goes, I wouldn't be in the front of the line to take it. I think my wife and I both are unvaccinated, but I think we were more of the waiting for everybody else to kind of to get it to allow everybody else to kind of get it and not, you know, I guess, hog it. I mean, now it's readily available everywhere. But, uh, yeah, we just, we just on the fence about it, man. I just too much, too much unknowns. I think it just kind of worried us. And I, I just kind of just, you know, shied away from it. I mean, every, every test, like for the, for the vaccines is so far proven successful. Yeah. I, it's just, like I said, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't know, we're just on the fence. It's not like we're completely, you know, we're not a thousand percent against it. I mean, it's just one of those things we're just kind of, we're just kind of, you know, worried just like everybody else, you know? I would encourage you to but, get it, though, because it's, 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 it's honestly, I, I didn't even feel it. Yeah. But on, a, but on the, on the note, though, before, you know, everyone's like, oh God, you know, um, well, you know, we do take the proper, you know, precautions when we go out and stuff like that. So it's not like, you know, we're, uh, you know, stupid about it, you know? Uh, but either way, Russell, this includes you. I would encourage everyone who has been vaccinated <laughs> yet go get vaccinated. Like really, just 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 two two shots, maybe one. I don't know how many Moderna is. I think Moderna is just one. But two, but yeah, two two shots, and we can help, we can help kill this thing. We're t- you're doing you're doing so well, and even if you you're not you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna feel it anymore. Like it's fine. Yeah. Like you like you will be fine. That's how that's how vac that's how vaccines work. Even if you feel like shit after taking the shots, that's how vaccines <laughs> work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, next thing we're talking about today, uh, something that, uh, I am, I was shocked to hear and I, I'd be even more shocked if it actually happened. Uh, Netflix wants to make Christopher Nolan's next movie. I did see that. Yeah. Now here's the reason why I don't think this would happen because who was the one person who was the one director who was yeah. championing the theatrical experience till you know like who was like who was so adamant about not putting his movie on streaming? Yeah, it was him. It was, and, it was uh, Nolan. Yeah, I remember seeing Tenet in a uh, empty theater in uh, at Myrtle Beach when we went. Now the gamble did not pay off. The gamble did no. not pay off. He, pl- he tried to play chicken with COVID and he failed. I mean, but kudos for. 
staying the course. You were very adamant. You stuck to your guns, but, man. Uh, I, I admire you. You I did. really do. But Just, uh, yeah, a little, yeah. I don't, you know, here's the thing. Now, if you t- if you brought this up, like, two, like, like maybe, like, four or five years ago. Yeah. You, you would sound like you'd like, no fucking way. Yeah. I don't, I, even though I don't think it would happen, I think it's more a possibility now. Because you look at the look at the directors who have made movies for Netflix in the last couple of years. I mean, you got yeah, Scorsese. Uh, you got uh, Adam McKay is doing his movie. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón, yeah, uh, doing his thing. Uh, I mean, uh, David Fin David Fincher made a Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, fucking no, 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 Bombback. Uh, JT Chandor. Uh, people he probably knows. People, people probably knows. People, people he probably respects. Uh, people he's people. Carrie Fukunaga, Dan, um, fuck, the guy who did uh, Dan Gilroy. Yeah, I'm like that guy. Uh, it's uh, people he probably respect. People, people probably knows. People he probably honestly trusts. I honestly wonder if like they say like, hey, you, you, you shop on Netflix shit. I wonder if you actually do it. Man, especially now with like kind of what you were saying, you know, just with everything going on in general. Like, what do you do? Like, I mean, it's an opportunity that you could make a little bit more money off of it. You know what I mean? You could make a lot more money that maybe you lost with Tenet. Uh, it, it's a safer choice, you know? I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that... I don't think he'd do it because he's someone who's so committed to the actual experience. No, and that's the thing. He's very prideful on that. Um, he's, you know, and I mean, we, we love cinema. We love movies. You know, we love going to the movies and, and seeing them. I don't think that's a question. I don't think it's ever been a question, but I, I, I think you have to kind of adapt a little bit as a director. You know what I mean? You see a lot of these other directors, kind of what you, you know, what Chance and I were naming, uh, that have, you know, trusted the process. You know what I mean? It, it's still putting out art. Um, I think he's really hard headed. I don't think that would happen, though. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't. I don't think it would. But I'd be very interested to see what a Christopher Nolan Netflix movie would be like. But and you yeah, know, if there are enough zeros on that paycheck, you'll probably do anything you tell them to. Oh yeah, and and we forgot to include uh, Chance's favorite director, Zack Snyder, of course. Uh, I li- I later thought about that. I was talking. Uh, another, another, <laughs> another one of his homies, Zack Snyder. Don't worry, I'll throw it in, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and say again: patiently waiting on a Man of Steel too. Thank you're, you. Guys. You're gonna be patiently waiting forever. <laughs> I got. Oh, by the way. I, uh, I got my pop figure for Zack Snyder's uh, cut. Uh, I got a pop figure of Superman. Kind of excited about that. Oh, uh, was it the black suit? Yeah, black suit. Pretty sweet. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's all. That's that's my plug for uh, Man of Steel 2. Thank you. <laughs> uh, next thing we're talking about, a, a movie I just heard about, uh, DreamWorks. I don't, we don't talk about a lot about their movies because they just they just need to like pop, out, pop up out of nowhere. Uh, but but if you movie. haven't checked out last week's episode, Shrek, uh, DreamWorks production. There you go. And check that uh, out. Actually, plug there. They have announced their next movie. Announced, <laughs> I think, for 2022. That is, I think, actually, yeah. interesting. Uh, it's gonna be called The Bad Guys, and it's gonna be about a film that's centered around a bunch of reformed yet misunderstood villains. Uh, you got a wolf, a piranha, a snake, a shark, and a tarantula, and they trade they trade the life of crime and decided to vote the vote their you know their forces to good. Uh, featuring has a voice cast includes a lot of heavy hitters, including Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Anthony Ramos, Mark Marin, uh, Craig Robinson, Zazie Beetz. Uh, among others, uh, so huh. yeah, you hear that premise. They also released some concept arts for the film. It actually looks pretty interesting. It looks unlike yeah. Uh, it, lo- it looks a little you know also looks a little Burton esque, uh, but that's only because it's in black and white and you know it's got a lot of yeah. eyes exaggerated for it. Based, apparently, it's based on a children's book. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they didn't release concept art. It's based, it's based on a book. And okay. I do hope they keep this art stuff because it does look kind of funny. Uh, 
So, uh, Russell, what do you, th- you hear this premise, you hear like, this cast, you hear DreamWorks, which gives me a little pause, but hey, at least, at least not Illumination. Uh, wh- what do you think? Only if they uh, do a merger with A24's animals, I think, if we could tackle it all, have like a huge little like Avengers yeah, soiree of, uh, of animals, I think it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, honestly, it sounds fun. You said what, Burton-esque? The, the, the drawing from the book looked Burton esque. I don't know. How, I don't know how the movie's gonna look, but the, the drawing. So I mean, that'd be kind of fun if it was like a Halloween esque vibe to it. I think you know. I think that'd be kind of cool. Anything yeah. like goth like that's kind of cool. So yeah, sure. Uh yeah, so that's set for release uh next year. Set to come out. So let me see. When 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 is this coming out? Uh, set for a release on uh November nineteenth, twenty. Wait, really? No, I'm sorry. That's King Richard. How the fuck did I get here? <laughs> Uh, oh boy. <laughs> April 15th, 2022. Like, damn, that's around the corner. Yeah, that's the end yeah. of this movie. <laughs> They're just talking about this. They're going to rush this thing out. Let's do it. Uh, next thing we're talking about is, speaking of animated, this is this is a story that intrigued me, especially because I'm a, I'm a fan of the original show. Uh, Everybody Hates Chris is getting a reboot, but they're get, they're doing it in animated form this time. Chris Rock is back. He is going to be producing. He is going to narrate the series again. Uh, yeah. Now, Chris, have you, Russell, have you ever seen the original Everybody Hates Chris? No, I, 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 when I when you initially said it, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then I, then I actually kind of remember. Yeah, yeah. I no, I've never seen it. But now, if you have, if people, if you haven't seen that show, I'd highly recommend checking it out because it's honestly one of the most underrated sitcoms of the last co- of the last couple decades. Uh, it's basically a fictional reaccount, a fictional accounting of uh, of uh, Chris Rock's youth. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's about him growing up in Bed Stuy. Uh, it's 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 what, it's what really put Terry. I mean, with white chicks, but like as far as TV goes, it was really put Terry Crews in the map. He's he plays his dad. He's hilarious on that show. Uh, Dashina okay. Arnold plays his mom. She's also fantastic. Uh, Tyler James Williams plays the dad. I don't know who plays a uh, young Chris Rock. Is fantastic. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's 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 streaming in a lot of places. Let me take a look. Uh, I know it's on Paramount Plus, but let me see if it's on somebody a service people actually use. And I'm, I'm saying that someone who uses Paramount Plus. Um, so it's on Hulu, it's on Peacock and Pluto for free. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh. yeah, it's easily accessible. If you haven't seen the show, go check it out. It's actually like legitimately like really funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, bring this to animated form. I think it's I think it's an interesting interesting choice because there was a time where like I, I don't remember this. Russell, you remember when like like famous people like everywhere used to get <laughs> like like any like famous comedian used to get an animated series. Like Dude, I, the, the, the one I thought about was the Claymation PJs from PJs, uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I watched that shit, dude. I was I loved that show <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. So it was funny because that's I, when you kept talking about. It, I'm like PJs, PJs, like yeah, uh, PJs I, projects, man. I remember Eddie Murphy, man. I was a, a fan. I, I really liked that show. It was a super one you don't hear about very much <laughs> at all. Louis Anderson had a cartoon. Howie Man, Howie Mandel had a cartoon. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good throwback to that. Uh, I mean, again, again, I think yeah. the show is really funny. I'd be curious if they brought back any of the original cast because they're all still. I mean, you can't bring back Tyler James Williams because he's a little too, a little too old to voice young Chris. Uh, yeah. But you know, Tachina uh, Arnold and Terry Crews still very available, and I think well, they would. I would love to see them come back. Uh, but yeah, no, I do think that this is actually it's interesting. I'm very curious to see uh, where this is going to drop. This is supposed to drop on. Uh, oh, it's going back to TV. Okay. <laughs> uh, good to know. And congratulations for getting back on TV. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, Wes Anderson's movie is, you know, his, his latest one isn't even out yet. Uh, Fran Jaggers hasn't been released yet, but he's already gearing up for his next movie. 
and this, it just got some major heat because he's signed on to work with an actor that he's never worked before, worked with before. But I'm excited to see how they collaborate. Tom Hanks is going to be in the next Wes Anderson movie. I did see that. It's such a such a talent that you would be like, what? He's doing that with yeah Wes Anderson. That should be kind of interesting. Yeah, no one wants what he's about, but he joins a cast that includes uh, Bill Murray, as you would expect. Which is crazy though that we I don't think we've ever seen have we seen we've never seen Hanks have we seen Hanks and Murray together on a, in a movie I don't think so I don't think so that was one I was thinking when I heard it I'm like that's gonna be kind of fun to see those guys together because I don't think I've ever seen them together in a movie I don't, yeah I don't think they've done they've ever been in a movie together Let me see. yeah yeah no they've I, never done a movie together okay so this was a this was a, a good thing that I heard that I was thinking to myself I'm like they've never been in a film together yeah yeah that'll so, be kind of interesting it's crazy all that time. Yeah, to so, get these two together, yeah, it's Tom crazy. Hanks, you got Bill Murray, you got Tilda Swinton, and you got Adrian Brody confirmed for the cast so far. But it's, but it's Les Anderson. You know he's going to bring in a whole lot more. Uh, now the the idea of Tom Hanks working with a filmmaker, like he's he's, he's an actor who always finds a way to keep himself interesting. Yeah, I mean for sure, I mean, I always always doing different things. Yeah, he's undoubtedly one of the greatest actors of his generation. Like, well, yeah, I mean, you can't is, replicate his, yeah. That, that is, in, that, that's not a pain. That is, like, an indisputable fact. He is, no. like, one of the greats of his era. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't, I mean, the accolades and everything that have followed, you know, suit, you know, the back-to-back Oscar, you know, for, you know, best, you know, actor and stuff like that. But yeah. just, just his whole entire breadth of work, what he's done, the films that he's put out, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to argue that, so, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about it, but, like, I, I'm thinking about it right now, how much I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean, he's just always in a lot of the films that you, you know, what I mean, like even the films that you, that you don't even think of, like you know your, um, you know that thing you do, or uh, you know your you've got males, or just like not the, not even the big blockbusters, like your, you know, like your Saving Private Ryan's, or you know what I mean, like just just the little films that he's in, like the smaller films that he's in, that he they're always so interesting, minus the, the Da Vinci Code. And you know who's gonna series. take who's gonna take notice of this. People who aren't Wes Anderson fans, because whether or not yeah. you like Wes Anderson, everybody loves Tom Hanks. Yeah, and then what you do is you you actually you reel them in. It's actually a smart move by uh, Wes Anderson. You get the people that you know follow Hanks's career just because it's Tom Hanks. You get some newbies uh, to to follow suit because you know Wes Anderson's such a different director. I mean, I, I know yeah. we'll we'll have to talk obviously talk about one of his films. So different of a director. you either jive with or you really don't. I jive with it. I think he's really interesting. I, I love I love his style. I think he's a fantastic director. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot of misses for me, but the hits are hits. You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, I, I feel I think I, I hit more with like Darjeeling. Yeah, well, yeah, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not big on Darjeeling either. But when he fires okay. on all cylinders, he is excellent. Yeah, like ten of bombs, I like. Um, it, it's just it's hit or miss, man. It really is. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I'm, either way, I'm excited. I'm excited for French I'm excited for this too. I think that I'm. Yeah. I think Wes Anderson's one of again. One of, one of our most interesting working filmmakers, so definitely excited to see what he does uh, in his next For sure. Uh, uh, moving on to some related uh, corporate synergy stories. First of which is uh, Disney. We talked. Uh, we talked a, couple, a few months back, almost a year ago, about how we we'll get we'll get there, Russell. We'll get there. I'm <laughs> saving that for the end. Uh, that was that was right there for the taking. There. I'll <laughs> save that for the end. Uh, Disney is gearing up for another Haunted Mansion movie. Uh, they have just signed on a cast or two. They had two cast members in talks in the form of Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish. Oh, she's everywhere. She's fucking everywhere. <laughs> she's here. She's there. She's every fucking Dude, there. We joke around about it, but like, like the more and more you see it, man, she's 
fucking everywhere. She's everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be about. So this one's gonna be about a single mother named Gabby and her son purchasing the estate and hiring a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help ex- exercise the ghosts. Uh, <sighs> Tiffany Haddish and Lakeith Stanfield are. I, now, when I first heard that, I'm just like, you all are still saying black people are gonna move into this house. Y'all are still <laughs> going with it. No, uh, but it turns out no, they're not being. They're not looking to, to be moving into the house. They're being. They're in talk for the roles of the psychic and the tour guide. Okay. Yeah. So that that's a little more passable, but that that flips the game a little bit. Yeah, does. that flips the page a little bit. But now hearing this, I do like the idea of the two of them in a movie because you know Tiffany Haddish. We you know like when she's well, she's not allowed to you know just like vamp among she wants. Can be very funny. Oh no, absolutely. And the key Stanfield. Also, very funny. Yeah. Like, he, like, yeah. Uh, on Atlanta, he is phenomenally hilarious on that show. He's honestly my, my, my favorite character on the entire series. And ironically enough, he's the only one on that, on that main cast who has not gotten an Emmy nomination for whatever reason. Crazy. Yeah, but uh, either way, uh, <laughs> on a management movie, it looks like they're very, very much in, like, very much a real thing they're trying to do th- this time. Uh, what uh, got the uh, director of uh, Dear White People and Bad Hair on on board? What do you think of that? Oh, did you did you watch? I did hair? see. I've seen Bad Hair. What's that? How was it? It wasn't bad. It was the uh, you talk about the Chris Rock uh, the like the documentary with yeah. It was it was good. Uh, no, um, the, it's been a while. Since. The was Chris Rock in this? No, it was it was uh, wasn't it Chris? I, you sure? Is this, this is the Hulu one that came out? Oh, uh, never mind. I'm thinking of the one with bad hair. The actual like the documentary with no, not no, no. hair. This this is an actual like narrative film. Disregard. I same title, so I thought that's what we were going with. But uh, yeah, who's also uh, funny? Who also uh, on board to do the Lando uh, television series? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, you hear the years of people joining Haunted Mansion, uh, and Haunted Mansion. Excuse me, the ride, the ride they're pushing right now because we got the the Muppet special coming out later this year. It's such a such a good ride, though, man. Oh, the Haunted Mansion is clutch. I, I mean, it, always short lines are. It's it's fun, man. I, I like it. I, there's it just it's you know why? It's air, it's air uh-huh. conditioned, and and it's air conditioned. So you always look forward to that on a very very hot Orlando day, which happens a lot down there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's always fun. And then I like the part where where it drops you and you, you're laying down backwards and it drops you into the yeah. That's that's fun too. Um. Good ride. I mean, obviously, with the whole success of Jungle Cruise and stuff like that, I think they're trying to push that a little bit more. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm on board. I, I would love to see it. I mean, the first Haunted Mansion was was shit. We'll have to visit that sometime. That'd be, that'd be another one that lends itself to a commentary. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, no, we'll <laughs> that coming out. But speaking of the success of Jungle Cruise, uh, Jungle Cruise doing pretty well so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Debuted number one in the U.S. Uh, they debuted to thirty-four million dollars in the U.S. in the in North America, uh, currently sitting at sixty-one point eight million uh, worldwide, and on the top of that, got thirty million dollars from their Disney Plus Premier Access, which is pretty, which is you know, pretty solid. Again, oh, they absolutely. don't release the numbers for this shit unless it's really good. Oh yeah, they're not. I mean, but with The Rock, I don't think you're gonna get anything that's half-ass. You know, what I mean, I think he really puts everything into everything he does. So. um we, Not a surprise. And we, and we both saw Jungle Cruise, and honestly, I, I had a fun time with that. I thought it was pretty fun. I loved it. I, I texted you immediately after I saw it, man. I ordered, uh, Regal had these um, mini posters. Uh, I got uh, The Rock, Emily Blunt, and The um, the Tiger, the little mini posters. I can, I'm going to hang up on my uh, my door here. 
But I, it got me in the mood. I ordered uh, Romancing the Stone and Jewel the Nile because I'm in that like I'm in I'm in that mode right now. Oh, so uh, I think the I, Jewel, Jewel the Nile just came in from my Amazon Prime. Nice. So I think I'm gonna try to watch that tonight because I never saw that. I just literally had just watched Romancing the Stone um, this year. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. I, I watched it earlier this year. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the mood for this. It's got the tone for that uh, treasure adventure movie. I'm I'm down. So yeah, yeah, yeah. very 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 mummy esque is what I thought when I yeah. Saw it. Oh yeah, I thought I was more kind of like uh, romancing the stone meets like Indiana Jones esque. I mean, I, it's, it's it's all that. You know what I mean? But yeah, pro- I think probably would have probably would debuted to the tune of like around like I think would have done like like seven like seventy had it done. Uh, this would hit close to. I mean, I would even I even push the boundaries a little bit more. I think this could have hit easily close to 100 if you know what i mean if the circumstances were you know uh given but you know 30 you know 30 plus given all this plus the 30 million at home that's pretty 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 solid well speaking of at home let's actually bring us to our biggest story of the day uh scar v disney uh yeah let us explain so of course it was we all know by now that uh black widow was released on uh, on you know Disney Plus and the San Diego's done, done theater for a premiere access charge. Uh, now Black Widow so far uh, done respectably, uh, gross uh, three forty three on a two hundred million dollar budget. So I mean not you know they're not doing crazy numbers, but again not normal circumstances, so it's fine. Uh, yeah. But they they are killing it on the Disney Plus release. Yeah. Here's where the pro- here's where the controversy comes. Oh uh, boy, uh, my wife was pissed when she. My wife even heard about it and she was pissed. Yeah. So uh, Scarlett Johansson was paid twenty two million dollars plus five percent in her contract. It was said that the movie's going to go to theaters, which is why they were yeah. so insistent on keeping it in theater exclusively. Yeah. And she was paid twenty two million dollars on top of the five on top of that five percent of the global box office. Five uh, percent of the global box office is not amounting very much, uh, not amounting to as much as it would have if the movie came out under normal circumstances. Like, like say, say it was a, bi- a billion dollar movie, which it could have been. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, but I mean, we'll talk about this after you address yeah, this so point. Say, so, say this would been a billion, billion dollar movie. That's fifty million dollars, and another fifty million dollars on her pocket. Yeah. Uh, now she is suing Disney because she feels like she's not being properly compensated. For uh, the Disney Plus release, which, look, I do understand where she's coming. I get it. Dot dot dot. But there's there's got to be a but here, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so look, I understand it because you know, look, you're you're an actor. You're you're in, you're in this to make you're in this to make big money, and you. Yeah. And I'm assuming this is off the back of hearing about what WB did to uh, compensate their uh, actors because Gal Gadot got paid. She got paid. One Woman 84. Yeah. Like, she got paid for that or a, a billion-dollar movie. And she, and she said, like, you know what? I want that kind of deal. So, yeah, that's why she, that's basically why she's taking Disney to court. Uh, on top of that, Emma Stone contemplating taking Disney to court. Uh, Emily Blunt oh. contemplating taking Disney to court. The Rock has publicly said he is not going to pursue any legal action. Does he? I mean, it's The Rock. He has all these different networks of money, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so I don't know what uh, Emma, Emma or uh, Emily made on their movies, but yeah, what do you think of the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit? I, I mean, 
uh, I, I, I kind of sue with my wife. Like you're, you're making millions of dollars. What's a couple, what's a couple more bucks. I mean, that, that you're not having. Okay. First off, it's like Scarlett Johansson's in one of the biggest, you know, a whole entire, I should say like what, I don't know. What do you even call it? Like the whole saga or whatever, the whole entire, you know, franchise films of, you know, the Avengers and stuff like that. She's clearly making money still off of that. I would, I would assume. What, what, wouldn't she? Wouldn't you just assume uh, that she's she's still making money off that? Uh, likely, yeah. Okay, so you have that. Um, you have the Black Widow, obviously under. I mean, still a decent performance given the circumstances, and still producing. You know what I mean? Like, plus still getting twenty two percent, plus still uh, or not twenty two percent, still getting twenty two million, plus your five percent your revenue on top of it. And you're getting paid. I mean, what's I mean, what's a, what's a couple bucks? You know what I mean? When you have that much money, what's a couple what's a couple bucks missing? You know what I mean? To me, it's like I, I think it's a kind of moot at that point. I understand what you're saying though. Like you know, you still want to be represent for your you know what you what you put in. Um, but now, does that streaming thing that, that they they keep that separate? They, they don't put that towards the grossing overall. Yeah, no, at no, all? no that, that that that's the whole thing. That doesn't count towards the okay. worldwide gross. She's, she's still getting paid, man. Twenty twenty two million plus five percent of of three hundred sixty million right now. I mean, that's still money. I mean, like, you're, we're arguing peanuts. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really, still realistically, time. I, I I understand just because you know, like, it, I get it though. If 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 you're if you're being paid poor corner how the movie how like much the movie makes and yeah know, I get they're, it they're making yeah. money on the side that you're not a part of you're gonna want a piece of that I get it I mean but I think as she's obviously you know more experienced of an actress and stuff like that she's obviously making more money in her you know you know her uh, products as opposed to her like getting like uh, like what she made in Woody Allen's Match Point you know what I mean yeah. I, I I'm just using it as an example I mean money's money in that situation man you're still getting paid you're still making you're still making bank on it twenty two million dollars for headlining a Black Widow movie and on top of it with a five percent draw. I mean, you're still making money off of it. To me, it's like, like I said, it's 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 chunk it's chunk chains we're arguing about. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, realistically, but, but you know what why, I mean? But here's why I think it's such a big deal for her, because this is very likely the last money she will ever make from the MCU, like the last big money she will ever make from the MCU. But they're always gonna use. But what I was saying, like when I was trying to say it with with the MCU, though, they're always it's always going to be that. She's always going to be compensated royalty with that I anyway, mean, right, though. Like, I, wouldn't know, she like, be? Like, but like um, at the same time, like you gotta yeah. be, like, royalties aren't going to add, royalties aren't going to add up as much as you would for making a movie. No, no, and I'm not saying a headlining a movie or a royalty is going to uh, equal a headlining a film. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, uh, you're still going to get paid. I, I, I understand what you're and, saying. And I, you can see also, both sides of our. And our, she's also you know, an executive producer on this film, so she does have a little, more, a little more skin in this game. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I'm not arguing. I'm not sitting there saying, oh, you know. I just, to me, it's like, it's a moot point in, in, in my eyes. Of course, I'm not the one that's losing the money. You know what I mean? So to me, I, I don't have a horse in the race. Um, but you can kind of see both of our points, I guess, is what what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm probably thinking, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not like an avid supporter of Scarlet, but yeah, you know what? Get your, get your money. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want your money, get it. I mean, you, you know, you, you have money, to look you out get, for, you, you know, money, number you one your yourself, you know? Uh, yeah, so... That's it for Notorious News, which means we now move on to our movie of the week. This is The Sandlot. Now, Russell, just curious. Had you seen this movie before we uh, did our review? Yeah, numerous times, yeah. Okay, just making sure. You were texting me just like, please say he. Please say oh, no, no. Dude, I was saying that in like, yeah. when I texted that to you, I was saying that like, are you fucking serious? Like, I, I knew, obviously. No, looking looking, at, as, looking yeah. at it as an adult, you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? But Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I... Chance, I've probably seen this movie, 
probably I would say double. I would say maybe close to double digit times. I, I would imagine safely. And I didn't know it was on uh, Disney Plus, by the way. To our listeners, Disney Plus is the home for this. I, like an asshole, rented it on Amazon Prime without knowing you, what the hell oh, you was going on. <laughs> yes, I'm an oh, idiot. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, but yeah, so, uh, the, so yeah, The Sandlot came out in 1993. Uh, did reasonably well at the box office. It wasn't like a smash hit, but it did make money. Uh, managed to rake in uh, $34 million on a set on a budget of seven. So oh, yeah, it was for, it was productivity, but uh, Nine, anything came like happened after release because it got it got a massive following after release, huge cult following. Yeah, nineteen ninety three was a good sports year movie. Also, Rudy, cheap plug. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, did did did, did great in DVD sales. Got a big cult following. Got two yeah. got two straight to DVD sequels. One of which featuring Luke Perry. Uh, which I have never seen either of them. I was pissed because I wanted to buy it. You know how I usually do that for our reviews if I don't own it. I seen the uh, box set at Walmart for nine ninety nine. I'm like, I don't want the second and third one. I just want the original. You know. The second one, the second one would be funny to do because like it's, it's literally like nearly beat for beat the first one, except with girls. Uh, except with okay. girls. Okay, well, we might have yeah. Okay, we, we, we might have to look, look into that. One day. Like I'm not, not even kidding, dude. They straight up lift lines in the first movie in, and put them in the second one. Oh, we might have to actually like, look at that. Word then. For okay. Word. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to that one day. But either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, spawned two straight DVD sequels. Uh, is a prequel in the works, and it was announced there was going to be a pre a uh, sequel series with the original cast for Disney Plus. Uh, question is, how does this hold up? Uh, was this twenty? 28 years 21, later? so you're looking, what, 28, 28 years later? Yeah. No, yeah, 28 years later. Yeah, wow, so that's crazy. Yeah, so uh, we're going to find out. This is The Sandlot. So uh, we, get, we get an opening narration from the director of the film, David Mickey Evans, uh, mm-hmm. t- talking about uh, the 1935 World Series. No, wait, no, it's not 35. Oh, it's something, man. One of the, one of the World Series with the Yankees. <laughs> I don't it's, know. I, sh- I should know it's because it's the f- it's the famous it's probably the most famous moment in the World Series in history. Let me let me see. Because now you're saying that I should probably know this, this then too. Thirty two World uh, Series. The thirty two World Series. Uh, you were close. In which you were case, in the thirties. And those you don't know, this is a series in which you know, the Yankees were they were down two outs. Baby was up to bat. And he did something that nobody had ever seen at that point. No one's, I don't think we've ever seen it since because you look like a fucking idiot if you did, if you did it now. Uh, on your shot, man. He called he yeah. called his shot. Like right before the pitcher pitched, he, he pointed to the sand. just like, I'm going to hit it right there. Like, I'm going to hit it. It's going to go out of the park, and we're going to win this game. And what person can only do that? And literally, on, the, on the next hit, he did exactly that. He hit a 400-foot home run. Could you imagine being at that fucking game and seeing that shot? Dude, like, that, that has to be one of the most insane moments in sports history. It has to be because, like, it's almost okay. I'm not even gonna compare it to that because it's not as. But it's like Joe Namath guaranteeing a win in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, you you don't usually do that shit. You know what I mean? You don't. I, I, I'm just saying, like, no. when I think of football, you yeah, know what I mean? Kind of calling like, your like shot. A, you know what I'm it's, saying? It's like the Bears you know? when they when they did the Super Bowl shuffle like halfway into the season. Yeah, or yeah, but like you, you're saying, okay, I'm gonna hit the ball right here. And I call my shot, and you hit it there. It's like holy shit! Like you, what, you'll you'll never you'll never see that again. You'll never see that replicated. No, no, you won't. Because like if no. if you do that and you fuck up, you're gonna be like the biggest idiot in sports. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Babe, yeah, Babe Ruth d- did that. I funny thing that reminds me of. Uh, remember when Hasselback said like it, it was the overtime of Green Bay? We oh, we ball, we want the ball. We're gonna score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a coin toss against Green Bay. I remember this clear as day because I hate the Packers. Um, and uh, I hate the Seahawks too. So it was it was kind of funny. But um, yeah, the coin after the coin toss, he was like, uh, "We want the ball. We're gonna score." And then he fucking throws a pick six, pick six. in the game. Yeah, I, I, chance. I remember watching that game, man. I remember watching that game, thinking, "Oh my god, he feels like a total asshole." I bet right now. I'd feel like an asshole if I was him. Oh, dude, you're sitting there like, like you're so brash and saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna win this game." You th- not only that, you throw a pick six. Like you are the reason. You are. The, you guys lost the you game. You are the one and only reason you lost this game. Yeah, this wasn't like a receiver tipping a pass or tipping a pass that was intended to the receiver, and then it it, it it ran pick six. Like you threw the interception to the defender, and he ran it back. You look like an idiot. You Crazy. But anyways, back to the movie. Uh, so he's talking about he's talking about uh, how something happened during the summer of 1962. This is our this is our main character. This is the grown version of our main character, Scott Smalls. Who funny thing, mm-hmm. I actually met this actor. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was doing a thing like. Uh, 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 my cool. hometown, we had like a minor league baseball a Sandlot nights. Oh, dude, I'd, I'd have been there doing that shit too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, uh, yeah. He, he was there like doing autographs and stuff. Like, and, yeah, was, uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's re- re- really nice, dude. Uh, cool. So yeah, yeah. he he's is, he is the new kid. They just moved to this neighborhood like literally two weeks before summer. Yeah. So yeah, he basically has like no time to make any new friends. Yeah, he is literally odd man out. It's yeah, that's gonna be a tough situation to be in, especially because you're a couple couple weeks away from going to a brand new school that you've never been to without friends. It's kind of tough. Week. Like he's already gonna go to a new school. He's got to finish the school year out there. Yeah, that's that's oof, that's crazy. Uh, it's just overall, uh, just a tone that I got for the film, and I just as I rewatched as we rewatched it, uh, total totally feels like an hour and a half episode of the Wonder Years. Kind of does actually. Okay. And I'm, just, and I, I just want to make sure that I wasn't the possible. only one that got that vibe. We mean that the best way possible. I love the Wonder no, Years. No, and I, I love the Wonder Years. No, I, this, this is absolutely not meant as an insult. I'm sorry. I, I love the Wonder Years. Um, I, I just I get that nostalgic vibe with even the music. Everything about it has Wonder Years written all over it for me. So it's like an hour and a half. It's like a mini movie of the Wonder Years for me. Yeah. We'll see that he also got a little bit of attention in his own house because his stepdad happens to be Dennis Leary. Yes, that that, that is also... Uh, star of the ref, yes. right around that time, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. that was the ref at that time. Yeah. Oh my god, what uh, with Kevin Spacey? How, boy, how that movie aged poorly. Oh Ooh. Jesus. But yeah, uh, they, they, uh, Scott goes to the titular sand lot and he sees that this is basically like you know this is like what they do like it's like a little like they, he's got like their little baseball heaven. Yeah, it's like an oasis. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, their own little. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like they exist in a vacuum where all they just all there is is baseball. They all come in. They all like go in. They're hitting ball. They're not, they're not like playing each other. Just like it's not like there's like running drills all day. Not not to use the uh, the title of our another film that we used in the poll. You're welcome, Craig. Uh, the Barbarian. I appreciate. It. I appreciate that for love of the game. Um, yeah, they're they're literally playing the game for the love of the game. You know, it's 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 it's. But it takes you back to the, the summers when like there was like it, there was endless possibilities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like you know, when you, you, you your your friends, whereas all the people on your block, you know, just yeah. I mean, I I, I can't say that because I, I I didn't even grow up in that kind in that kind of summer. But yeah, yeah people older than me. Yeah, I, I remember playing like I remember my my dad's house had like it was kind of funny. I remember like we played baseball. We'd have the neighbor kids come up and even some of the adults, but we had like hedges, so it kind of was like almost like Wrigley Field esque in the out. Like the, if you hit it over there, like it was like a home run. 
um, just yeah, it just takes you back, man. It takes you back to just a simple little pickup games that like we were playing wiffle ball, but still, it was it just it, it was fun. You you totally get that vibe when you're watching this film. But yeah, uh, we see this guy's got some problems because he you know, he wants to be part of this whole baseball club, but uh, can't really catch or throw <laughs> or anything baseball associated. <laughs> yeah, and these kids are relentless. Yeah, like if it's like you're. Yeah, they'll sh- they'll completely show they'll completely tell you where you're lacking. You know, what I mean, they're they're not shy to tell you what 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 they think of you. You know. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, he goes back home. He talk he has a talk with his mom, played by Karen Allen, which is a pretty big casting for a movie of this. Yeah, movie. for sure, absolutely. And basically, just like look, you like you you hang out your room all all summer. I don't want you to do that anymore. Like, go out, make some go, make some friends. Do, do boy times are different. Stuff. Boy times are different now. Boy times are different. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, get on your iPad. Don't meet anybody creepy. Now this is <laughs> now this is uh, this next scene brings a lot of back, back a lot of memories for me because uh, it's uh, Scotty, Scotty and his dad are just his stepdad tried to teach him how to catch. And uh, uh, I remember, yeah, yeah. Scotty, absolutely no coordination, no hand no, I mean, whatsoever. No, you would think that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's I, I always not very, that, not very, not very good. I love when he runs the ball back in instead of throwing. Uh, dude, yeah, yeah, because I'm gonna throw it. Wait, he's gonna throw it? No, he's gonna run it back to him. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's a funnier version of this later, which we'll get to. But oh yeah, 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 they're, yeah. They're but throw, t- throw, totally they're, funny. They, they, they gives the piece of advice every dad is trying to teach his son baseball: like keep your eye on the ball. Yeah, he does. He just gets whacked in the face. Bring up memories for me because my my grandfather was trying to teach me how to catch. Which uh-huh. I wasn't bad, but like one time he threw a pop fly at me, and I just like I helped like, glove up. I'm like, up. Where, like, where's the where's the ball? I move, I move right. my glove as soon as Smacks I move, right that face. ball is right in front of my face. And then, oh, yeah, I can't uh, can't say it. any stories with play catching my dad or anything like that. Uh, no, no horror stories like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, so. Yeah, things aren't go- things are looking really bad for Scotty this summer until he meets the one kid who you know he's he's the one kid who wants to you know help him out. Uh, Benny, uh, played by Mike, played by Mike Vitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just like, hey, look, you know, I saw you at the Sandlot, and you know, I, wa- I, wa- I want you to come out and hang with us. Uh, yeah. So yeah, gives gives him a mitt, invites him out, meets the meets the rest of the crew. You know, and you got like your. Like every piece of you, know, you got the entire team right here. You got you know, yeah. you got Ham, you got the twins, you got Squints, you got yeah yeah, you got Bertram, you got the black kid who remember this is this is nineteen sixty two, so these are very yeah. forward thinking kids. Yes, yes, for uh, sure. But yeah, so they're talking about the babe who like Scotty, baseball novice, like he knows nothing about this sport. So he's talking Which about is the crazy. Baby. He has yeah. no idea what they're talking about. Because even like people that don't follow the sport know who Babe Ruth is. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those just understood. My favorite nickname he had the Colossus of Clout. Just like wow, let's. <laughs> You're so good. You have so much clout that they gave you a nickname for that specifically. That's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. So the thing I want to highlight uh, for this movie is the fact that I. The, one of the movie's biggest strength, I think, is the fact that these kids feel genuine. Yeah, nobody's trying. Yeah, it's not like anybody's trying to be somebody they're not. Yeah, these you all know? feel like real kids that you would meet in your neighborhood yeah. in, the, in this time. 
Like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a healthy mix of personalities, yeah. Yeah, they all had the same personalities. They all have, like, good comedic moments. They're all, like, they're all good actors. I mean, yeah. it just it feels like they all just, like, came, like, came to set every day just, like, hang out with their friends. Like, that, that's how real these connections, that's how real their chemistry feels. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I admire that. They, like, they always say, like, in movies, never, never work with kids or animals. Because, like, directing kids is hard. It is really yeah. hard. And when you can do it this well, make them feel like so organic. Form, like, it almost doesn't feel like they're in a movie. It feels like they're filming like these real-life kids like where well, they didn't even know it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I, I think that's a massive, massive strength of this film. No, I agree. Yeah, we also see that uh, Benny's, like, well, first of all, he's easily the best player of, any, of anybody on, the, on this crew. Oh, absolutely. Not even close. Which is funny. I, I think it was like SportsCenter or like somewhere else. might have been Bleacher Report or something. They did like uh, like an evacuation of all the players of the Sandlot. Oh, yeah. Of course, the best. Benny, easily number one. Oh, yeah. Easily number one. Yeah, so he's just like, look, look, just just, just give him a chance. Also, like, uh, this, this, this is what I was talking about where like, he, like, he, gets, he gets a pop fly, he doesn't catch it, then he runs it all the way back to the pitcher's mound. Yeah, because he can't throw, he can't do anything, which uh, uh, makes me come up with a point later on. We'll talk about that, too, Yeah, we which I noticed they never spent any time talking about, it, and I just I want to address that. We'll get a kick out of that later. But what, what, did, what did Scott had not had before? He didn't have Benny the Baseball Whisperer. Yeah, literally, like, he didn't. Two pieces of advice, and Scotty knows how to play this game. Absolutely, and, and, and it's all smooth sailing from there. He can catch. He can throw. Not, not even he can catch. He just like, look, just hold your glove, hold your glove up in the air. I'll take care of the rest. He knows how to hit the ball right into his glove. And he didn't have to move. He didn't have to move. That's some talent. It reminds me of a story. Baseball talent. Uh, speaking of baseball, um, my dad and I coached his, uh, my dad's friend's son's team, and we were coaches. And we remember this kid had no lick of ability in baseball at all. And it was kind of one of those similar situations where um, he just put it, he just held his glove up, right? And this ball was hit to him. And wouldn't you know it, the son of a bitch caught the ball. And it was it literally like one of those moments where, like, oh, my God, dude, like, he caught the ball. He caught the ball. Because literally just put his – like, literally just went, like I, – I still remember that to this day. I remember he's playing, like, I think it was, like, left center. And I remember he just puts his, his arm up in the air, and that ball just lands right in his glove. And it, it was probably one of the biggest moments for this kid. Like, clearly never played baseball after this, I'm sure. But it was clearly one of the highlights of his career, I'm sure. It was, it, it's just funny because it, it literally reminds me of that story or that, that part of the movie. We also keep cutting, cutting this back fence behind the sand lot. They, they, you know, they, they cut there. They have, like, really, like, you know, like, again, like, real, like, low angles as ominous music, yeah. ominous music playing. But, yeah, Scott is, like, he, he gets what he wants. He gets to be a part of the group. He gets to, he gets to get out every day. He has, he has friends now. Uh, which is yeah, which is which is great, which is great for him. I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, next day comes, uh, hams up to bat. Uh, he wallops one over the fence. Yeah, uh, home run crushes everyone, it. Yep. I love that everyone like, everyone gets pissed at him. Start, yeah, because they start throwing their gloves at him. Because I don't know why you were playing baseball without one without multiple balls. Uh, but yeah. Look, it's look, it's 1962. Money's not easy to come by. I get it. I know. I know. But baseballs can't be that uh, that expensive, though. They say a dollar and nine cents in the movie. Which uh, how much is that worth now? Yeah, well, price shock. Oh, sorry. Do- dollar, dollar and ninety eight cents. So it's like two bucks. Allow for, allow for inflation. 
Let's see. I'm, yeah, and this and this is sixty. This is sixty-two. So let's see, nineteen sixty-two now. Let's say two. Let's say two dollars. Holy shit! Eighteen bucks. Say, oh, come on now. Told you. But still, like, like still. You could have pulled that out. You could have pulled that out, but like that's the, that's still pricey for a baseball. Oh, eighteen dollars for a baseball, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna look at it like that, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I, I understand the app branch of this, but like Scott's like, you know what? Hey, it's cool. I'll get it. But then, like, I love when we're just like, what are you doing? Like, I just thought if, if you weren't thinking, you would have thought like, Dude, he just moved here. Yeah. How is he supposed to know any of this? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, hey, yo, uh, yeah, uh, that ball's gone. Like, forget it. We're done for the day. Yeah, it's uh, it's a wrap. Yeah, reason is because there's there's something back there. Uh, you go, you go to the the campfire at night and seeing that I always think of when I, you know, when I get a s'more, which is like, you want some more? Some more what? Uh, want some more? Yeah. More of what? And it's the same with catchphrase. You're killing me, Smalls. Yep, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. So you know. We basically find out that what's back. So what's back there is a long time ago. Uh, there was a guy named Mister Murder. He owned a junkyard. Uh, people kept stealing his shit, so he got a guard dog. Uh, you know, made him vicious, made him mean, and he basically sicked this guy on any robber that's <laughs> that went in the uh, went in there, which should be well within his rights. But Mister Myrtle's black, so uh, yeah, like like likely the reason why he was put under such scrutiny for it. Uh, but anyways, he was, uh, you know, the, the, the dog was too good at his job. He was tired. He was told he had to be chained up behind the house. When asked how long, he was told forever. Forever. <laughs> I, I, I do love the flashback sequence. It's, it's, it's super stylized. It's super, like, hi, like hyper-realistic. It's, it feels like a kid, like what a kid would think of when, like, they're writing the story. Yeah. Telling the story. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Nope. So yeah, nobody goes in this backyard. Like no, nobody ever has. Nobody ever will. And something I do admire about like the shooting of this film, I love the way they shoot the sequences in the backyard. It's like the shooting of the animal, like the like the, the exaggerated features on it, the fact that like you know the oh yeah homes when they get when they get there, especially like the later, shadow, like, the, sh- the shadow on the on on the excellent, wall. Excellent yeah. use of shadow uh, when yeah. regarding this backyard, and it feels like it feels like a neighborhood ghost story. It does, yeah, and it feels like you would think that this this it's like a monster. It's not the size of an actual dog, but this is like a it's like a monster. Yeah, you know they, what I mean? And they make it feel like a monster. Yeah, like I remember I, my my daughter Ella. I, I said Ella, I gotta watch this movie for our, you know, our next review. I said it's a kids movie. I said you can watch it. She got scared. I was like, honey, the dog's really not that big. I promise you. <laughs> but like kind of what you're saying, it's like it's just that ex- ex- exaggeration that they that they do perfectly. I think in this film to to like. Almost have like a horror esque element to this kid's film, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but enough of that shit. We're retiring that storyline. That's the weird thing I, d- I didn't notice for the, like like for a long time. There's really no plot for this movie for like an hour. <laughs> no, it's literally just kids hanging out, yeah. like just being. Yeah, most, most I mean, movie, this is a really simple plot. Most of the movie is just film. these kids doing shit. Yeah, which makes me think this would probably work really well as a long form series. Yeah, because you could totally do that all the time. Like kids no, do that, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you could totally have like episodes where like they're like do like having like random little adventures, and, like random like 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 one-off storylines. Yeah, I mean, you totally could do it. No, absolutely. I do think I do think like I'm, that's why. So I'm, I'm intrigued for the, the Disney Plus show. I think that Sam in a yeah. long-form series actually isn't a bad idea. 
No, I mean, because you could use even use the story of their kids all playing together and stuff like that and doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, for example, the next day, or I don't know if it's the next day, but like an, an, another day, uh, we see that Squints uh, has a bit of a crush on local lifeguard Wendy Peppercorn. This is, I always remember this. Oh, anytime I think of the pool and like a lifeguard, I always think of this situation. I always think of this movie. Yeah, so they, so yeah, so uh, him and Yaya go to get the ball. They straight up just like, like they're like, their jaws drop when they see this. Mar- it's Marley Shelton playing the uh, Wendy Peppercorn, who would go on to have yeah. a pretty long career. But like, it's funny. When I first saw it, I thought I thought she was like in her twenties. Yeah, she does look a lot older than these kids for it, sure. I think out, it's because she's taller. Turns out, no. Like Marley Shelton is, actually is not that much older than the rest of the kids. Let me let me get some numbers for, for this. Really, so it's not as creepy that they it's, end up together. Yeah, it's, it's not as <laughs> it's, it's not as creepy as I thought. So okay. Let me see. So, All right. She totally uh, looks older, like what you said. Because like, I think it's because of her height. I think she's taller. Yeah, uh, Chauncey Lapardi, as of right now, is forty years old. Uh, Marley Shelton, who played Wendy Peppercorn, is, is forty-seven. So even then, like you can you can kind of like buy into it, like buy in, like even even if she's like she's supposed to be like in like late teens, like fi- like fifteen, sixteen. All right, it makes sense because then, then that age is yeah because they're they're clearly younger anyway. So and yeah, it makes all, sense. They, they, and they, it makes sense because like they do they do yeah they always say that girls mature faster than boys. So like, of course she does look a little older. I'm, I'm still trying to mature. My <laughs> wife will tell you. Yes. She goes, you have the humor of a fifth grader. I told her, thank you. Yeah. So anyway, it's <laughs> it's it's too hot to play baseball. So they do the one thing that uh but the one thing that wasn't baseball ten, uh, Benny tolerated the best as Scott says they go to the pool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they go, they're going there. To, they go over there to check out the girl, mostly Wendy Peppercorn. Uh, but then one day, as the narrator says, Squints cracks. Uh, he decides to go to the deep to the deep end, take a dive. Did we mention he can't swim? Yes, he cannot swim, and he is going to dive off the diving board. Yeah, so uh, he gets pulled out by by Wendy, <laughs> and he's not looking good. Which is hilarious because he doesn't even try to swim when he jumped in there. No, he does. He, he, <laughs> he like dead body. He's like completely dead bodies. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> like, I love how we're just like, like he's getting a mouth to mouth, and he's like opens eyes, just like watch. This. He like wink, he like winks. He like winks at him. Yeah. But the thing is, like everyone sees this, and no one even tries to warn him. <laughs> And that's what I said, because you have, like, a group of, like, 30 people huddled over there. Somebody it, had to have seen that. Yeah, it's it's not like it's just the sand, the sand looking. There are tons no, of people it's like, here. It's everybody. Yeah, it's everybody's looking. Yeah. Uh, Squints does something that would get him canceled today. Oh, yeah. You, you can't. You, you, 1993 is a good time to do this. Yeah, she goes, uh, she well, goes, or should I say the 60s. She, yeah, she goes for, she, uh, she goes to get mouth to mouth, and she just, like, he just grabs her and max on her. <laughs> Uh, but it's but again it's it's hilarious because you think how like innocent youth and stuff like that it's just it's, it's harmless but it's like to him that was probably like the biggest thing ever now he would be blasting on twitter and and, and uh this, this movie would be canceled Facebook, on so, social media everybody would be like egging his house and yeah and like calling for his head yeah, <laughs> and, times have uh, changed a little bit she rightfully gets pretty pissed yeah <laughs> uh go then kicks him out pretty violently i might add yeah, but then sits down and, and goes back to her perch and kind of, kind of like I don't know, kind of like genuinely I don't know like, like, like she, she 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 smiles at him. We're just like damn like oh, yeah, damn. you know that was a dirty underhanded trick, but you're you're good. Not gonna lie, you're good, kid. Yeah, yeah, you got more balls than you know kids her age. So yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, the next next year might be my, my favorite sequence of the entire film. Uh, it's the fourth. Of, it's the fourth of July, which means this is yeah. the only time that they're able to do a night game because of the fireworks. Uh, there's enough lights and there, you know, that they can play. Yeah. And like, I love the way this is set to uh, "America Beautiful," "America Beautiful" by Ray Charles. Ray Charles, which I mean, you couldn't think of a better song or a better artist, I think, to cover that for this for this scene. Exactly, and like you know, like I, I love you know, you see just like the wonderment in all in all the kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the innocence of it, you know. Yeah, it's like, just it's. Scotty, yeah. Scotty talks about it where he's just like the oldest guy talks about it where just like, you know, like like this this is how we knew that Benny was meant for for great for greater things in baseball because when we all start to watch the fireworks, he's the one that could have brought us all back. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, that that sequence I think is I, I think is fantastic. I love that that whole Fourth of July sequence. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, going to the next day, uh, we got a little bit of a standoff right now because they are encountered by a little league team from the area. A bad one, apparently. Oof. A, 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 which we'll get to. A really bad. One. <laughs> yeah, which which we'll talk about in a little bit here. But yeah, man. Yeah, but I do. Again. I love like the back and forth between uh, Ham and the main uh, the main little league kid because it does uh, feel yeah, like yeah. two kids going back and forth. Like, I feel like it's just like, hey, you want to just go back? Just, just go at it. Do your thing. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll cut around anything that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, and it is exactly what it is. It's back and forth. Let's just say whatever you want to say, and it's like kids literally being kids, like saying the things, like you know what I mean? Yeah, and mo- then it all ends when Ham says the most insulting thing. You, I, it's mo- most insulting thing you can say to a baseball player. Yeah, you play ball like a girl. Yeah, I mean, apparently that's yeah. That that like that that's it. That's the last straw. You're done. I mean, that's like the uh, what triple dog dare apparently, like on uh, Christmas Story. Yeah. You you've challenged them, and now you said you play baseball like a girl. Right. It's on. You you've questioned my honor, good sir. Done. I challenge I challenge you to a duel. Yes. Uh, but no, yeah, I yeah, I think that sequence is great. Funny enough, they again. In the category of lines they bring back from the original Sandlot into the, the second one, they do recycle that line, but it's a much different punch. Oh. It's a much different punchline okay. this time around. Okay, I have to. I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. Uh, are the sequels on uh, Disney Plus? Yep, both of them are. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check them out then. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, we go to the we go to the game, and I do love this bit because like the, the actor Patrick when he talk, he's talked about it, how like the whole this whole like uh, part where he's catching. And I talking to all the players, like it was basically like, yeah, the director did Mickey Evans, like he put put him there, just like, hey, you know, just 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 vamp, just vamp, just be, just be you, just let just just go, and we'll take the, take the we'll take the bits that work. And this kid's funny, man. This kid's really funny. For sure, yeah. My, my, my favorite bit he had was, uh, if my dog looked like you, I'd shave his butt, tell him to walk backwards. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, they're they definitely do it good though. The back and forth between the two are really funny. Yeah, just like is that your sister in the outfield? Is she naked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's where we see like yeah, what we're talking about this baseball team is awful. They are not very good. They it's it's, so it's a disappointment bad. for people that play uh, sports. Literally, like they allow every single team, they allow every single member of the Sandlot team to hit. They allow every single one to get on base. They can't field the ball for shit. Yeah, I mean it's like it's literally like they're playing the bad news bears. Yeah, they 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 are just playing some really really awful baseball. <laughs> yeah, just it's funny because you think that they're gonna play more competitive too because they're a baseball team. <laughs> nope. Uh, no. So yeah, uh, they put a they put a whooping on this team. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you could, could tell the score was pretty, pretty brutal. I mean, we don't know the score, but it was. It, it had to be score, pretty brutal. Just, just looking at how they were doing. Must just looking at, just watching it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go out to the carnival to celebrate that night. Uh, but they got a little a Bertram, who like the weirdo of the group. He's got a little. He's got a little uh, special treat for them: chewing tobacco. I have a baseball story about that too. Oh really? Yeah, do you want to, do you want to wait for it, or do you want me to tell it now? Well, we'll, we'll tell it after this scene. So basically, they tell it after the scene. Go ahead. Uh, they they go on this. They go on. A, they all take a you know. They'll take some dip. They all go on the ride. Uh, you know, it's first. The first one I say. I it's on the show. Probably. I don't. I don't like it when people throw up in movies. For so, I don't know <laughs> what it is. It's just some kind of like mental tick. I just don't like scenes like it. Really? <laughs> I, I don't know That's what it funny. is. It just it just makes me like uncomfortable in a way that I can't explain. I mean, but I guess I mean, I, said, I just thought I myself think, it's not real. I mean, I know, like, that being I said, know. I do yeah. think the scene. I do think the scene is funny. Yeah. And yeah, when you hear the song Tequila, one one of two movies will either come to your mind. Pee Wee uh, Herman. Pee Wee, yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure yeah. or this. For me, it's always going to be this. Uh, for me, it's always Pee Wee Herman. I, I, I saw I saw this movie first, so this is, this I'm all, I'm older though, so I'm allowed to say that. But yeah, it's yeah. totally uh, Pee Wee Herman for me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I do think, I do think the scene is still pretty funny. But so yeah, tell your tune tobacco story. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, we were playing baseball. I think it was a senior in high school, and I was out with my one buddy Tommy, who's a baseball player with me. And we went out eight. And this is I just turned eighteen, I think. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get some tobacco. I'm gonna get some cherry skull because I like the smell of it. It smelled good. Why not? Right. I'm driving home. I have the dip in my mouth, right? And I start spraying on this fucking sweat. Like, I am sweating my ass off. I'm getting, like, lightheaded. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, I, like, I pulled over, you know. I'm, like, you know, just trying to, like, compose myself, you know, get myself together. Okay, so I go back into the car. And I'm driving at this time, keep in mind. I'm driving. So, I, as I continue to drive, I, I start throwing up. Like, I, 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 I puke, right? So, I, I, I puke, and the only thing that I have in front of me is the tobacco cup, right? Well, the tobacco cup overflows, and this puke goes all over my leather jacket that I had oh. on at the time. And, um, yeah, it was, it, I, it was funny because it was like having watched the first time since I think I can actually relate to it. It was funny. Um, I just got so sick off of it. I, I, I got, like, so lightheaded and sick off of it. So I can imagine doing that and then going on a ride that's going really fast around like that could only imagine how they felt but uh that always reminds me of that story so i figured i'd share that it, it, it's it's a stupid story but uh it's just, again it kind of plays in because it was during baseball season or or off season but it, anyway it was a kid with me that we played baseball together i figured it kind of tie in like that but uh yeah the, the moral of the story is uh tobacco is pretty uh, rough if you're not used to it and um yeah I, I got super lightheaded, like I said, and from that moment on, I really just never. I mean, I did it here and there, like after I did a little bit, but not like that. That was oof. There's my throw up story. That's my throw up, uh, throw up story with tobacco. Yeah. Uh, so we get to the next day. Uh, first of all, Scotty's uh, stepdad is going out of town. Uh, they go to the Sandlot, and then we. It starts. This is this is where the plot to the movie comes back in. Come back to the yeah. House. Uh, as they say, it started. It started with an oven. Uh, Benny hits. Benny hits the baseball, and whacks the crap out of it. Like this thing unravels. Okay, so. Oh no no no! Never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell the story after. It's it doesn't do with this one. I'm very curious. But yeah, he 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 literally knocks the cover off the ball. 
Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very curious. How, how how hard would you have to hit a baseball to unravel it? I mean, probably the same speed it would be for a pitcher to throw the ball and uh, destroy a bird. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that, that, that happens. <laughs> Don't forget the Randy Johnson. Uh, go ahead and uh, YouTube that one. That's, oh, yeah, a, that's a good he, one, guys. He just, like, destroyed a bird. <laughs> he throws that ball and a fucking bird just blows off, man. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, there's no, there's no, there's no, but the point is you gotta, you gotta hit it pretty hard. Uh, that's still fun to watch. Yeah, uh, you know, Benny, you know, everyone's like, this is great, but Benny's like, yeah, I mean, cool, but it sucks, we can't play anymore. We're done. We're done for the day. Yeah. And Scott is like, you know, I am have a solution. It's like, oh, yeah, what? Uh, I mean, I means like, do you have a, do you have money at home? Like, no, but I got a ball. Go get it. So he does this, and uh, let's just, uh, well, first of all, uh, his stepdad Bill is an avid baseball fan, so he just in his infinite in his infinite wisdom, he decides to go into his room and grab the ball he has on display. Now my thought <laughs> watching this, this like right now is like, you were playing catch earlier in the movie. Where'd that ball go? Yeah, and on top of it, yeah, and late like I guess the tight end to obviously was coming, but like the kids didn't like look at the ball before that's, they were playing. That's the thing with it. I was just like. Like no, nobody checked this ball. Like just randomly seeing a signature on it. Oh hey, by the way. Like uh, wait a minute. It's not a bit. Yeah. We should, we should not be playing with this. Yeah, this is probably no, we shouldn't. Yeah, we should find another ball. Yeah. So uh, Scotty is up to bat since his, since his ball, it's his ups. He hits the ball, and it's it's a home run. His first career home run. Okay, this is the part I wanted to chime in on. Where the fuck did he learn to bat? Yeah, like just, they never work with him at bat ever. Yeah, yeah Benny ben, ben never showed them up the base of batting. Yeah, all we, all we heard about was catching. I mean, where where does guy get this Mark McGuire juice at? You know, <laughs> just saying. Him and Barry Bonds having some conversations. Just saying. I that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, well, how the hell did he hit that? He didn't even know how to catch a couple days ago. Yeah. So. Uh, he hits the last crap out of the ball. This this on paper seemed like a great day. I mean. We whacked, we whacked. Oh yeah. We whacked the crap out of one ball. We hit a home run. Sure, we can't play anymore, but hey, <laughs> feels good, right? Feels good. Uh, Scotty doesn't feel really very good though, uh, because he has to confess to you. Just like hey, you know, we got to get that ball back. Like it's yeah, it's we, not we, mine. It was my dad's. This wo- this woman signed. Yeah. It's like this woman signed. It's just like uh, this woman gave it to him. She signed it. Like who signed it? Uh, someone named Ruth. Baby Ruth, all the kids are like, Babe Ruth. Yeah. Like, like, oh my God, we didn't look at the signature when we threw you, the ball. You feel that they would have like torn down that fence to get the ball back. I mean, yeah. I mean, because it's a, it's a, it's a relic. I mean, it's yeah. The 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 one player that they were talking about, you know. Yeah, he's just like, just like, dude, you you dad had a ball signed by Babe Ruth, and you played with. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, are you, what are you, like, wh- who are you? Like, your dad's going to kill you. Yeah, it's like, that ball was worth more than your whole life, man. Like That's that's more money than you'll ever make. Yeah, it's like, you're dead. Yeah. So, yeah, they come up with, with a whole strategy. So, they're going to try and get, the, they're going to try and do something, something that nobody's ever done successfully. They're going to try and get the ball back. And this is the funny part, though. This is the this is the scene where there's a lot of creativity that yeah, I like about this film. Which, what they have to do is they have to gather money to get a ball to uh, get a fake ball to replace the one that Scotty took. So that way, no one notices. Yeah. Which, again, convenient because his dad's out of town. 
Yeah, I mean, it just happened to be. I and mean, even his mom knows who, ba- who Babe Ruth is. Just like, fuck, I, I, I fucked up. I fucked up bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so it gets, it gets brought up like, why don't we just Mr. Merle if we can get it for us? Like, uh, no, Mr. Merle like the meanest old dude in town. It's not going to work. Forget it. We ain't doing that. So, uh, of course, this is, this is when tricks start. Shena- shenanigans. And funny thing is, like, the beast, like, spits out the ball. Like, he's like, ha, huh, there, what? Go get it. And it's funny you see all that slime covered all over it. He's like, yeah, come get me. So things start small. They start with, you know, let's, let's, let's just stick back there. Let's try and grab it. Uh, it's, it's like, ha, no, uh, not that easy, boys. Yeah. It's like, all right. Too funny, though. Thing the back and forth with the kids and the dog, it's just it's really funny. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sticks didn't work. Let's try, let's try some, some um, let's try a metal stick. That'll yeah. do it. Uh, not quite. Like, okay, fine. Fine. You want to make us hard? You, you want us to get smart? We're getting smart. They hook up like three vacuum cleaners to a, yeah. these mechanically inclined children. Yes. Somehow know how how they know how to set up a rig to do this. Yeah, to create enough suction to suck a ball. Yeah. Uh, I, why, why does it only take three and not two? You know. Yeah. Why 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 not four? Why not lower it to get? Why, why not lower <laughs> it at one and take it out of there? <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, so the, the kids are smart. The beast is slightly smarter. He's just like, oh yeah, bitch. You thought he pinches the pipe shut. Yeah. <laughs> and like the 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 beast is like the the beast is like a new form of terrorist because like he, he rigs this and like the like the vacuums explode. I love how the kids are jumping out of the treehouse. Tree just yeah. No caution. And they nah. almost all get out except for one of the twins. And who's rebuilding that treehouse? That's what I want to know. Yeah, who's, who's rebuilding this thing? Seriously. Uh, so yeah, they try an airborne attack. They got to send in, you know, you know inanimate objects aren't going to work. They got to send in, they got to send in manpower. Yeah, yeah, draw the short, the short straw. And they do like some, like some mission, some like legit mission impossible shit. Yeah, cue up the music. <laughs> yeah, cue up the music. <laughs> and they go in. He got, he's under the ball. He he, he grabs it. He's just like, okay, good, pull him back. But then uh, you see, you get you get your first good shot at the beast. Like the way they make him, the way they make him look, like yeah. they augment him a bit to make him look bigger than he actually is. And which is which is funny though, because like a kid's going to use his imagination and think that the dog's bigger though. You know what I mean? Like they're scale to size, like with their imagination, thinking that the dog's this big monster. You know? Well, that, that's that's the thing I noticed in watching this again. Like until the final climax, the dog is like super exaggerated, and that's because yeah, like, the fear is still there. Like the anxiety is is, get, is getting to him. Like they're they're exaggerating. Like this is how the they're exaggerating is, it. Yeah, this is how the dog looks to them. Yeah, they're exaggerating how the dog looks. So the dog's exaggerated. Yeah, no, like, I, 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 I like that. Yeah, this is what the dog looks like to these kids. I think that's I think it's a really clever stylistic choice. I, li- I like it so. for sure. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah, all you had to do was hold on to the ball. You had it. Just hold on. Throw it over. Hold on to it. Do something. We're we were done. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, fine. We got to bring out the big guns. They break out every piece of Rector set that, that Scott has and send in like a like, isn't in like a drone essentially. It's almost like Hurt Locker it <laughs> type is stuff. Like Hurt Locker, actually. Yeah, it's like Hurt, Hurt Locker stuff. Yeah. So they got the, yeah they got the catapult rigged up. So it's like, all right. So they got it. All they got to do is they got it loaded. They just got to throw it back and fling it over the fence. 
Which is hilarious because you're like, yeah, they got it. They got it. Then like, nope. (laughs) This giant leap. This giant, like, Michael Jordan-esque leap to grab the ball from midair. Even the kid's just like, fuck, really? Yeah, it's like, like, dude, you win. Just keep it. We we, we surrender. Just keep the ball. You're good. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's it for the day. Like, they they turn in. Uh, But Benny has a dream that night. In which he's visited by Babe Ruth. He's just like, mm-hmm. so a ball with my signature over that fence, right? He's like, yeah. Go, just, go, just go over and grab it. It's like, uh, yeah, I can't do that. There's kind of this monster down there. He's like, it's a giant gorilla dog thing. He's like, <laughs> and then he gives them like, one, of the, you know, one of the biggest quotes from this movie. Heroes are remember, legends never die. Legends. Yep. Yeah, I also do love the bit where just like Henry Aaron. Hey, can I keep this? Yeah, like, I, I don't know why, but can I keep this? Yeah, it's kind of. I do love that now because Hank Aaron is, is my favorite ball player of all time. It is funny how they do that. Yeah. Uh, so they go back to the, to the sandlot the next day, and Benny gets a new pair of shoes, quote unquote, guaranteed to make kids run faster and jump higher. Mm-hmm. PF flyers. Oh yeah. I mean, this, this is this is before the pumps, so yeah. This, yeah, this is before the, the Adidas pump. <laughs> or what? No, it was Reebok. This is for the Reebok Reebok pump. pump. Yeah, yeah, I because I had a pair of Reebok pump. And funny, they do this scene in the second one as well. We're, we're gonna talk about the second one one day. All right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they go, they go and like Danny's like, you know what? I have like, I have to do this. It's fine. So Benny goes over the fence, and this is the point where the dog actually starts to look. He looks normal. He looks like a regular dog. Yeah. 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 And so I didn't. I do a lot of words like, but it's it's a mastiff, so he's still got some size to him. Oh, he's still pretty big to hug. Yeah, he spits out the ball. He's just like, it's like, okay, you want to challenge me? You want to challenge me? All right, I dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> yeah. So he basically has to pickle the beast, which is if, you, if you've ever seen a baseball game, it's where you know a runner's between two of the defensive players and they're trying to get him out. And then, you know, they're trying to, like, close him in before he can get around and get get to a base. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Benny goes, he does it, but the dog gets unchained. And then he embarks on, like, this chase to the neighborhood, which I gotta say, the stamina on this kid. Oh, my lord. That's a lot of mi- That's a lot of running you get, you covered, for sure. That's a lot of miles you covered in Basically that whole run, entire run the, ordeal. This kid's, like a, this kid's like a mini Tom Cruise. Yeah, for sure. A lot of running going on. A lot of running. Uh, but they they get they get back. Uh, the fence falls on the falls down falls on the dog. Yeah. And you know Scotty and Benny end up help, helping him out. They get him out, and you know they find out that the dog's actually very nice. Yeah, he's not this monster that they blew it blew up in their head that, that they thought that this animal was. Yeah. So they so they go in so they go to you let Mr. Merle know like hey uh, yeah we knocked your fence down. Mr. Merle played by James Earl Jones. University of Michigan graduate, Kof Kof. I didn't know that. Yeah, as uh, yeah, he uh, was a uh, uh, did the um, what acting at the, the University of Michigan. I didn't know that. Oh wow. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like, he was like, yeah, yeah. So you like, you you, you, not, you not my fence down? <laughs> yeah, uh, we brought your dog back to you, Hercules. He got out. Uh, Hercules. Like, yeah, we, we we went we went over to get a ball. We came over to get a ball, and he just says. Why didn't you come knock on my door? But I would have gotten it for you. <laughs> it's like it turned to. That's how we squinch. That's like, how easy it was. Yeah. <laughs> like 
everything we did, all we had to do was go and knock on the door. But it's funny because it's like, you know, they were just, it's kids being scared. They wanted to do themselves without anybody knowing, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's what anybody would do. So it, it makes sense. But it's kind of funny at the end, it was like a nice guy, a nice owner and a nice dog, you know what I mean? In the end, really. Yeah. So they bring him in to talk about the ball. He's just like, what's up about the ball? It's not, it's not my babe, Ruth. He's like, wait, George signed this? Like, you know, yeah. you know, first of all, like you're in trouble, huh? It's just like, yeah, like it's, it's the ball time at Baby Ruth is like, what, George signed this? And my favorite yeah. line this movie is like, I, I take it back. You're not in trouble. You're dead where you stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, he, 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 so he, he takes it and he's just like, here, I'll, tra- I'll trade you. He's like, yeah, that one's time at Baby Ruth. Like, so it's this one, along with the rest of the yeah. 1927 Yankees. I think a little bit more money out of that other one. Yeah. And so it turns out that Mr. Myrtle was a ball player back in his day. And knew Babe Ruth and really he well. He knew Babe Ruth. Not only did he know yeah. Babe Ruth, he was a better hitter Plan. than he was. Yeah. Which is which is wild thing. And he he would would have probably would have broken his record had he not gone blind. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, it's just so. Which is it's crazy. Like, you just I love the story making, though. It's kind of crazy though. I yeah. Making a prequel, like tell tell this dude's story. How awesome would that be? How this guy with all these legends? How fantastic would a mur- movie about Mr. Myrtle being like this like incredible like black ball player in the nineteen twenties? But see, but seeing all this stuff firsthand, like firsthand of what you know what it was like to be a black baseball player in the twenties. But and then on top of that, like just meeting the talent of Babe Ruth, no, like you know all these you know baseball well, legends. Like, you know it's, it's crazy. Think of all the other guys would have met probably probably would have met Shoeless Joe, would have met Lou, Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so many, yeah, so many. Like, I think there's a potential for like a really great movie about Mr. Myrtle in his younger days. Absolutely, I mean Ted Williams. Like, there's so much you could do with all that. Yeah, so uh, they they so they they, they trade balls. Uh, he gives uh, he, he he confesses to his stepdad, but he also gives him the, the murderer's row ball, which he grounds him for a week. Which I, I, even I think look, I, I get he took that ball without asking. Dude, but look what he gave you back in return. What, yeah, but look Come what on, he gave you instead. Yeah. Dude, it's like an upgrade from that ball, man. Like, Not I, only did it have the signature that you had on one ball, but it had everybody else from that World Series team. I'm Come like, on. I'm like, shit. I'll grind you for an hour for for this. Like, yeah, we're just gonna. I'm just disappointed in you. Make better choices next time. Like, You're done. Like, don't do it again. No TV tonight. I love, I love you, son. And tomorrow's a new day. And tomorrow, yeah. and tomorrow, you tomorrow you're all good. Tomorrow you're free. Have fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, we find out what happened. We find out what happened to the rest of the kids. Uh, the, twi- the twins went into building tree houses, and then they apparently went to mini malls. Uh, yeah. 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 They went to military school, became a pioneer in bungee jumping. Squinch talked about this earlier. Ended up marrying Wendy Peppercorn and bought the drugstore in town. Which I think is funny as hell. That's great. They apparently had nine kids, so very, very, very fruitful, that squints. Yes. Wendy was uh, quite not only a lifeguard, she liked to do on her side jobs. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ham became a pro wrestler. Kane's Nunes is a business owner, and he coaches his son's little league team. The Heater, which was his signature pitch. Uh, Hercules will be 199 years old, which is still old as fuck for a dog. Yes, that's quite quite some quite some years on you. Yeah, and Benny got a nickname from then on. He was Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yep. Uh, went on to play for the Dodgers, and which a place where miraculously uh, Scotty ended up being an announcer. What are the odds? What are and the, the odds? game that he's playing. Yeah. 
And then we see how good a baseball player he is. I don't know if this is this is someone related to the actual actor who plays the younger version. I don't know if it's his his dad or his brother. Yeah. But I do think it's great that they brought him in because it does feel like an older version of Benny. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you see like he ba- they basically be- built like this lifelong friendship, and that's where the movie ends. Yep. So yeah, the Sandlot, Russell. How d- uh, how does it hold up almost thirty years later? I think I think it still holds up. I think it's one of those films like you know you have like you know it's like your sports version of the Goonies. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's one of those films that are like you know Stand by Me uh, sports film. Um, it, it it doesn't you know it, it still holds up. It's a fun film. Kind of what we you know what we had talked about the the chemistry of all the guy of the, all the kids is natural. It doesn't feel rushed. Doesn't feel fake. It feels genuine, and that's what you like about that film. It's one of those you know coming of age films that you can go back to and watch and it's it's just a fun film um overall just a fun film you know i i really i really enjoy it I was glad to actually get to watch it it's been a while since i've watched it so it was glad to revisit it absolutely i think, I think this film holds up tremendously well i think like it's like i said uh the fact that you know this this the, the realism of these kids just feels just, it, it's they feel like kids you would know on your block i think it's a great harken back to like you know a time where uh you know where you did just like hang out with the people who were on your streets and you had yeah. like close knit like, group of friends like that. And it's the, the, the experience that like, kids just don't, they don't do anymore. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I think this film holds up and I just, I just don't, I don't think it's going to date. I really don't. No, I think this, this film can stay, stay, stay it's the same years, years, years on the road. Yeah. This, this movie's going to, I think, I think it's pretty timeless. I think it's going to age pretty well. Holds up again on Disney Plus. You haven't seen it? Go check it out. And that's gonna do it for the show here today. So, Russell, want to get a plug before we head out? Yeah, you guys can find us on Facebook. Notorious by Chance is the Facebook group. Go ahead and join. I think we're like one shy of 440, so we're growing it. Um, just thank everybody for their support. Also, can find us on YouTube. Notorious by Chance is a YouTube group. We'll be putting content up eventually. I know we keep talking about it. We will. It has to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can find us there. And you find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance Wars underscore ninety one. Uh, check out the Dimitri Schmodown. Uh, Collision just dropped, and it was announced today. I can bring this up that uh, my match with Jeff Snyder will be on a pay per view towards uh, the end of the month, I believe. Let me just double check the date on that. Uh, yeah, uh, paper, my pay per view with Jeff Snyder will be published on August twentieth. Uh, so yeah, get your tickets. Get your tickets for that when they become available. It's going to be a great match. And, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.